me a bird. Stop. Jenna Gray, the way was paid for me and Dre to create. Like Dr. Frankenstein, the arts and crafts. Now, could we make up a, a difference? Antoine Patton and Andre Benjamin been jamming for you, grabbing rap niggas and journalists. That's quick to misprint public and private business. Then retract back the deaf ears and think it's dismissed. Part two, the sequel, all new cast. Just ain't the same gang of nerds on the internet. Slandering your name behind that screen name. They're lame and their life is Hey there, Clicks fans. Welcome to episode 14 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. This is a funky, fresh episode already, right? We're getting funky. we getting fresh with me today. I got Andrew Disco Fever Alderson. That's what they call me. Austin. He's just plain Austin Smith. Nothing interesting about him. <laughs> He's, his favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. It's bullcrap. It's strawberry. <laughs> uh, today we will be discussing... The sudden news explosion that hit pretty much when we finished recording last week. <laughs> you can tell, too, because we were like, oh, shit! Yeah, at the end of that last podcast, son. So we have a, a crap ton of news, a metric crap ton, I might even say. Which is you can measure it. Measurement. Uh, we have a lot of news to cover, and we'll also be talking about the Deadpool set and what we would like to see, personally, be put into a Deadpool set. Some sort of Deadpool would be nice. I think Deadpool would I mean, be given, pretty good. Given the Wolverine and the X-Men set. <sighs> you guys, you're killing me. Um, and we'll also talk about the teams that we have chosen out of your submissions for Best Build that we'll be playing next Saturday. First, let's get into some news. Um, we only have 674.5 things to cover in our news section today. Oh, that's, that's all. First thing that happened uh, is the Alliance open house was going on Literally, like, as we were finishing last week's uh, episode, so we didn't really talk about any of it except for, I think we mentioned the War of the Light was going to be the next event. So Alliance uh, had an open house, WizKids did at the Alliance open house in uh, Fort Wayne up here close to where we are are located. Our store owner was there, wasn't he? Yeah, our store owner was there. We just talked to him. And... uh, there were a, a ton of announcements. Um, the biggest one being that the next OP kit or OP uh, event after Avengers vs. X Men will be War of the Light, like we like we and many others had predicted and expected and hoped for and prayed um, for. It Amen. will. For those who don't know, it will be a booster set like Fear itself. However, it there will be two separate sets of boosters that will change halfway through, which is awesome. And that helps to alleviate. I mean, a lot of. People are sick of Fear Itself by this point. Yeah, I mean, like, I love the set. I am already tired of it. I was tired of it by month four, and then, like, going into month five, I'm tired of the pieces. Yeah. And having... The other cool thing is, with two different sets like this, two different boosters, you could do a sealed event with, like, one of each for the final month or something crazy. Yeah, that's true. We could hold some back. I could I could do one-in-ones for a couple months, and then we could hold some back, and we could do that for the yeah, last awesome. couple months. Um, yeah, I think... We're not the only ones who are getting tired of Fear Self. Actually, everybody I, I talk to about Fear Yourself say they're kind of getting burned out on it. And uh, I know that the two other venues besides the dugout have had a lot of decreased attendance in the last like two months just because people are getting burned out. So that's one good way to try to remedy that is to switch halfway through. Uh, there's a few slides, not many. Who could have predicted that there would be a colossal anti-monitor in the next lore in the <laughs> OP kit? That's the one that I, I that's what I wanted uh, whenever we did our episode it, yeah, on the filming stuff. So good. I knew they would do one, man, just because what else are they going to do? At the end of Blackest Night, the anti-monitor comes and he just Spoiler. F stuff up. Well, that story is like two and a half, 
three years old now. Wow. Um, if you haven't read it, shame on you, because it's pretty dang awesome. Um, what else did they announce? Uh, as far as the resource dial, how's that going to work? Which one? For oh, the uh, of the Light. They announced that there will be multiple colors of lanterns. Um, they haven't specifically stated how they're going to be handed out and all that stuff. But what it looks like is that when the event starts, you pick one of the power batteries of any of the colors, and then that's what you'll run for the duration of the event. It doesn't look like there are collectibles for the power battery. It looks like it's just a raw resource. So as soon as we get more information on that, we will share it with you guys and explain it. But as of now, as far as I've seen, and I've done a little research, looking around on forums and stuff, that's... All that I've seen info-wise that people are privy to. So Besides the slides of all the freaking awesome sculpts and the Necron Colossal. Yeah, there, there's a Necron Colossal. Whoa, whoa, we'll get to that. He, he will basically be the serpent, from what I understand, yeah. for that. Um, I'm not sure who... If he's the... If he's the main prize, then I don't they, even they know. They said he's the grand prize. The anti-monitor is probably the uh, gang prize. Probably. I was going to say, that might be the penguin or null for... Yeah. In which oh, case, they really stepped their shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, that Alliance Open House was crazy. Though. Like, the sheer amount of stuff they dropped on us. Um, also shared was Guardians of the Galaxy. There will be a main set as far as, like, a five-figure booster set, and then there will also be a CTD movie gravity feed set. But the main set's based on comics, and the CTD is based on movies. Correct. Which is awesome. So not only will you get the the whole crew that's going to be in the movie, which is a pretty good lineup. Yeah. It's but you'll also get the man. kind of all the different teams like you'll probably get a new Hollywood. Yeah. Um probably get like a uh Astro uh, a major victory, a new Vulcan, a Cosmo, a Vulcan, I don't know. Vulcan. I'm just saying we're going cosmic. All the Guardian lineups. Is Gamora? Yeah, Gamora's in the movie, so she'll be in the movie. Finally, maybe we can get a Gamora that has the Guardians of the Galaxy keyword, for Christ's sakes. That pisses me off so much when I try to build a Guardians team, and I realize that neither one of the really good Gamoras has the keyword. Yep. Anyways, that was announced, full set and movie set, both coming in August uh, of next year, of course. There will. They have already confirmed... Yu-Gi-Oh sets. There will be three, three, three total, and an event storyline. Yeah, there will be an OP kit with a OP what they called an event storyline. So I don't know what exactly they're doing <laughs> with that. Knows? Hey, dual, like do a dual disc resource or something. Oh my like gosh! That. This December there will be a starter. February will be the first gravity feed, which is fifty-five different figures in it. Then in May, there will be the second set, and in September will be the third set. And they showed off some pretty sexy sculpts, too. Like, they, they're putting a lot yeah, of there's, there's, uh, see, there's a it, summon skull, a guy of the Dragon Knight. I will link all of these on the podcast. Let me see if I can find it here. I mean, like, I'm not... These like, sculpts on this look better than any sculpts they've ever shown, oh, I, I think. They're going all out on the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Uh, like, I mean, like, I don't want to say I'm a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan, but when I was a kid, like, it was pretty big. It me. seems to be that they're all, you know, from the first sets. Well, the, that's what they're doing, is they're doing it all based on, like, that first series. and the That's first good, sets. because that's the ones yeah. I have the best memories. That's yeah. all I really know, yeah. They got Law Jin, who used to be one of my favorite cards, the genie. Uh, Summon Skull on the, or Guy of the Dragon Champion, which is which the is, guy on the, oh my god, <laughs> awesome, looks so freaking sick. Well, you know what that actually also confirms? Fusion monsters of some sort. True. 
Summon Skull. Uh, his sculpt looks really good, too. Yeah, it is. So they're going all out on those sculpts. On I mean, they've already guys. announced three sets in a year. This is going pretty all in, you know? Uh, let's backtrack real quick and announce or mention the ones that they showed pictures of. First of all, Spectre. He oh, and, and he's, uh, he's big, too, for War of the Light, yeah. And he's, like, giant size. He's awesome. There's a whole slide here. Uh, Parallax. Parallax on a one Who's a, a peanut. Um, there's the others. We already mentioned that there's going to be a, a big Necron. Okay. Um, I'm wondering, though, if the Colossal Necron, if you notice, on one side of him, because he has, like, the big Black Lantern battery. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, it looks like it's part of the sculpt. I was going to say it'd be cool if the resource sat on that, kind of like how the Batcave did with the Bat Belt. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. There's Larflees. There's Bleez. Sweet. Bleez. I see Lissa Drac. Huh. I see... Um, Glommy. Glommy. It looks oh, like Glommy, at yeah. least. Worf up at the top. Um, Worf. I'm not... I can't remember the Indigo chick's name. I see Star Sapphire. I see Indigo 1. I see Jade. Uh, there's a... God dang it. I'm having a brain fart. The cat... Why am I having a star? Dexter. Dexter. I'm such an idiot. Which is probably what... Do you think that's what... Yeah, that's the the guy who won Worlds. Yeah. Well, he got him in there pretty fast. Yeah. And uh, there's a slide that shows all the dials. Now, I thought it said the powers that were associated with him when you... No, it just says the color list on the the right. Like, it says uh, their ID numbers. Because I thought the same thing at first, too, but it's just, uh, it's the same word pretty much all the way through. Okay, I was wondering if those little letters right there were... Yeah, all of them were the there, powers. including black and white. Yeah, black and white, that's a good note. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone's just going to pick black. <laughs> It'll be fun, man. Yeah, it will be. And then uh, our buddy Harry hasn't shut up about a certain set they announced for next year. What would that be, huh? Our main topic today, we'll, just, we'll get into detail later, is that a Deadpool set was announced. A full set... Five figure boosters. Uh, I think there is a gravity feed. Let me see if I can find the slide here. I can't remember if there's a gravity feed or not. Actually, I don't see the slide for Deadpool. It was right there. Scroll up. Right. That's there. Iron Man. Oh, there it there is. There it is. Um, it's gonna have word bubbles that are like the bats from the flock of bats, and they attach to the base of one of the Deadpools. Just pretty. Gravity cool. feed, fast forces, and organized play kit. Oh dang. They're going on. Um, it's got Ross's Thunderbolts, the full crew. Yeah, there. there's already Flash with the red uh, symbol. So basically, him from the current, yeah, the current god awful run of Thunderbolts right now. There's a Domino. So, Doctor Bong is already spoiled. Domino. Uh, Sub themes are Thunderbolts, Deadpool Core, of course, and Deadpool's allies and many enemies. I'm really hoping, well, we'll get into it later, but I'm hoping we get it. They mentioned specifically the chases are, uh, um, when the guy's giving the speech in the video, he flat out says the chases are going to be really, like, they're something big that people are going to really like, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they are. Yeah, it even has a highlight, top secret is chase figures. So cool. <laughs> uh, they talked about some things we already knew, like the starter sets, the X-Men. There's a future pass. Uh, CTD, the... Cap CTD. They did show a juggernaut in the Invincible Iron Man. Oh, yes. That's what I... I'm glad you mentioned that. 
There is a Juggernaut in Invincible Iron Man. There's a few other ones on here that I hadn't seen uh, shown yet either. The uh, black, the black is that absorbing man, Titan. Yeah, the duo. Now we saw this at Gen Con. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Um, and that's a at the top is a Sin Crossbones duo. Oh sh! Oh, I couldn't snap. even. Snap! I did not even notice yeah. that. So we get a new Crossbones, which we'll get to here in a bit, and a Sin Crossbones duo. Pretty dope. And then it shows the resource dial, and we will be talking about the rings. Actually, we can go ahead and talk about the rings. Oh, dear God. Uh, all of them have been spoiled now. Uh, Austin, Austin, I'll let you talk about the rings because I know you're a big Iron Man fan. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Like, when I saw that Mandarin, I said, it's going to depend on the rings how playable he is. But then when they went through and showed these rings, like, I, I've been completely baffled. Um, the ring, one of the rings is the Mento Intensifier. This character can use mind control. To note, all the rings are four to six relics. Um, and they're full size, so you do wear them on your hands. That wasn't... At first we thought that maybe that was just like a show-off thing. No, they're actually full size. You wear them. Uh, Minto Intensifier is this character can use mind control. can use it as a free action, but may only target a single character that took damage from this character's attack this turn. So if you blast somebody, you can follow up with a mind control with it. Free mind control. Yeah, free mind Eight control. Eight points. That's a little bit good. In combo with everything else. Um, Ice Blast is this character can use barrier incapacitate. When he uses in-cap and hits, it may use barriers of free action, but may only place them adjacent to the target. Or place the barrier tokens. Well, alright, well, you win. Champagne shouts. <laughs> um, ring number 10, which is the one in the OP kit, it's been confirmed now, um, is the ridiculous one, Disintegration Beam. Um, disintegration Beam is when, when the character hits an opposing character with a relic or resource assigned to it, or holding an object, and the attack roll is 10 or more, Remove that relic, resource, or object from the game. When this character hits an opposing character that's 150 points or less, until your next turn, anytime the character can use Imperv, Invincible, or Invul, uses Toughness instead. Now, the first part of it's ridiculous. I mean, it just flat out says, hey, you have a 16% chance whenever you shoot somebody, not counting your probs or whatever you may have on top of that, you could remove their relic or resource from the game. That's huge. I love it. And like you were telling, we were talking about earlier, and you brought up, if you were playing, if you were playing against somebody <clears throat> running Book of the Skull, any of their guys that you hit are with technically assigned. The are book. assigned the the book, even if they're not. I just thought, even if they don't have a hammer, yeah, yet, it's just if they're assigned the book, they're assigned the resource, so you could take it, and remove it from the game before they even got the hammer. I mean, like we've been waiting. I mean, I we talked about silver bullets before, and how we're not too big fans of them, but we've been really waiting for something that destroys resources this easily, and this is. This is ridiculous. And it's not easily even anyway. It's a 16% on a... Yeah, yeah. it's not like... At least you could try to prob into it, but still, it's not easy. It's not dependable. It's yeah. not a true silver bullet for sure. It's going to... Honestly, it's going to depend on how the power plant works out. Um, matter Rearrangers, when this character has no action tokens, give it a free action and choose a square of blocking, hindering, water, or clear terrain within range and line of fire. You may replace that square with one of the other types oh listed. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth the eight points for the fifty-fifty chance to get it, but it would be fun. It's once it's a you fun one. It. And I mean, like you could turn like you could flip somebody's hindering over and turn it into water. I'd use that against on a stealth. On so, yeah, on someone who's stealth, so. turn it into water, and all of a sudden they're kind of stuck. Um, black light. This character can use smoke cloud as a free action. Opposing characters that begin their turn in a square with one of these terrain markers placed by this ability. Modify their speed and range by negative two. This character and adjacent friendly characters can use stealth if they occupy a square with a terrain marker placed by this ability. That's pretty good. 
So, uh, first off, free smoke clouds are always ridiculous, especially with the new negative one thing as of the PAC. Yep. Plus you give them negative Plus two. Plus negative two speed and range. And the halving from moving out of hindering goes and first. It's free stealth. So. so it'd be half, you would replace, and then you would take the negative oh, two. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that's actually. brutal. Um, it, it's honestly probably my, one of my favorite rooms. Yeah, I mean, the average movement is, what, eight, nine? Yeah. You have so it let, f- let's say you even have a nine, you would half it to five and then minus two, so you'd you only three. move three instead of five. That's pretty dang nice. And then any of your people that are saying you ain't that charging stuff. out of that, champ. <laughs> oh man! And then uh, feel like a one square uh, electro blast <laughs> when making a ranged attack. This character modifies its damage and range by plus one and has an additional oh. bolt. We've See, been waiting for another relic that adds extra bolts. Yeah, I like this. I like this much better than Doc Ock Arms. Because like I, we were talking about relics the other day, and I said I never, ever use them. Strictly because I think I've succeeded on like one of 25 relic attempts. Or 20 relic attempts. So I just <laughs> li- I just flat out quit trying them. But all of these are 50-50s. Yeah. yeah. And this one, while it's not quite as good as Doc Ock Arms, it's more reliable. Yeah. Hitting that 50-50 is a lot I'm easier saying, than hitting plus a Plus one damage and range and an additional bolt with someone who can use perhaps... Perhaps uh, Starfire from hey, SMG. We'll get to we'll get to that. <laughs> hey. So, very happy with all these rings. Um, yeah, I, I talked about before, I was like, that Mandarin's okay. And it's going to depend on those rings, and holy crap. the more Every time they spoiled a new pair of rings... I was more and more in love with it. I cannot wait to see that resource. That resource is going to be awesome. I have to have one. We also got wind of a Godzilla set Godzilla. for the upcoming movie. This is real. This Godzilla. is not Godzilla. Godzilla. So now you can run your Godzilla and Kaiju against each other. Or you can see if... You can technically run your Kaiju and your Kaiju against each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be a CTD set for the movie... They're making a movie. Doesn't say... Yeah, Legendary's making a movie. No word on exactly how many different figures there will be in the set, but... I'm willing to bank on probably like 24 or something. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I need to go back and watch Godzilla. There's a lot of Godzilla. Forever. You got like Super Mega Mecha Godzilla. All I want is Godzuki. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, he was the only one I liked on the cartoon. Yeah. Mothra's going to be top tier. It's going to wreck your faces. (laughs) Uh, we got Guardian, who is a spoiler from the gravity feed of Invincible Iron Man. Gravity. He has no special powers. But yeah, no special anything, but he has a really good dial. I know. For especially 100 for, points. Yeah, especially for 100 points. Starts out as hypersonic, uh, very good values, a 10, an 11 attack, 17 plus energy shield defense and, and 3 damage. Energy shield's great on a hypersonic piece because, I mean, you're not going to get stuck up there. With Invul as well. Yeah. Uh, and then he... Gets hit on the running shot super senses, and then in dial he has running shot psychic blast. So he has move and attack his you, entire dial except last click. You mean in dom, not invul? You said uh, and invul as well. Oh, sorry, I meant in dom. Yeah, I was like, where's the invul? I don't see it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he has in, he has in dom. He has move and attack his whole dial except last click and I decent mean, defense values. He he's a solid gravity feed piece. He's not bad at all. I'd have no alpha flight. Point. Keyword and soldier keyword and a pretty cool sculpt and yeah, he's the guy. One I was most psyched about. Oh yeah, I want to combo this guy with the Mandarin rings. I just I'm just happy that he's going to be in the video game. That's why I was more psyched. Yeah, when they and that, that sculpt might if the sculpt comes out looking anything like that, dude. That's going to be yeah. We're talking about Firefly from the Arkham Origin set. He is going to be in the 
set and in the game. Couldn't be more happy. I didn't think he... I mean, he's one of those characters that, even in comics too, don't get enough love uh, in the Batman universe. And he has a special... First of all, he has uh, improved targeting hindering. So he sees through stealth. He has the assassin trait, like I assume all the bad guys from Arkham Origins are going to have, because all five of them, four or five we've seen now, all have it. He has running shot and a special attack power called Watch It Burn. And this is interesting. It's not exactly how I thought they would they would do this. When Firefly hits an opposing character, give that character a burn token. Characters with a burn token can't use stealth. At the beginning of your next turn, remove the burn token... Deal that character one damage and place a hindering terrain marker in a square that character occupies. Now basically what it's doing is he sees through stealth and he can help the rest of your team see through stealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so, it's a little bit But it's only going to last for that turn. Yeah. Because the burn token is going to get removed at the beginning of the that character's next turn. And then you're... No, at the beginning of your next turn. Sorry, the beginning of your next turn. And then you're providing them a hindering so they're back in stealth again. Yeah. So basically, for one turn, he'll let your char- all your other characters see through stealth. I think it's more effective on uh, characters that can't ignore hindering on movement, because then you're halving their move. Effectively, it's just half target's movement, almost. Yeah. And then uh, combine that with like any of the rings that give energy explosion or anything like that, and you're looking at him putting burn tokens on everyone. Yeah. Uh, the two important things to know with this power are that uh, it's on hit, so you don't have to actually do any damage. And he has two bolts, so you could just... Hit hit one guy, burn him, and then the other guy you could do the damage to. And, and also, uh, the second is that at the beginning of your next turn, you remove the burn token, which means you'll have time to outwit their defense, so they will or outwit them. their stealth. Yep. And then when they get it back, yeah. you don't care about it. You don't care. Do more damage. Whatever you want. Whatever floats your boat. One thing I like about this guy, I like when my ranged pieces also have enhancement. Whatever fuels your jetpack, I am. <laughs> <laughs> because then you you kind of have support for your other cheaper yeah. ranged guys. I mean, uh, for, and energy shield too. I like my ranged guys to have energy. Well, like, I mean, shield. he's flavorful. He's got a cool sculpt. He's a fun figure. And Batman enemies always great. Yeah. I mean, his attack values are kind of low for one. Especially when I put him next to that dead shot, that twelve attack. I know. That's what I'm saying. Look, looking down that little oh, list my there. God, I can't wait for dead shot. He's tens and nines. I'd throw. You had dead shot next to him. Throw him up to a twelve and just start murdering him. Yeah, he's all tens and nines. <laughs> That, as most Batman enemy are, they're yeah. all low values. That's why Deadshot's in us. Drewster, what do we Drew, you want to talk about the Maze Genesis? Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is like my most anticipated set, my dear lord. So whenever you see a new Mage Knight spoiler, you're like, what's the team ability? Uh, the two new guys they announced have Dominion Pact. Whenever an opposing character within four squares is KO'd, characters using this team ability are healed one damage. Sick, nasty. Mage Knight is a relatively low-cost set with not a lot, a lot of clicks. Min- with a lot of minions. With a lot of minions, so you're going to get a lot of healing done. Uh, Bonebreaker Shaman is the first one. He has a trait whenever an opposing character takes damage from Bonebreaker Shaman attack, and the result of the attack roll is doubles. The target can't move until your next turn. Sweet. That's pretty good. I can dig it. He's got he's eighty points. He's got eight range. No indom. Uh, just a g- general vanilla ability. Wait, did you say eight range on top of that trait? Yeah, too? buddy. Yeah, with TK. Son. TK is the thing. Perplex and support on Perplex, his damage. TK support barrier. Phasing <laughs> teleport. He, TK barrier support and perplex <laughs> are. He's like the total support package. He drops into enhancement too and pinside for a little while. and he's. 
ten attack with support. Is that you know, post wave bottom dial? You shitting me? Yeah, and you know, a range it seems pretty good in this set from what we've seen. Like we haven't seen well, a lot of high. A range. range is now good in modern. I was gonna say, yeah, that's true. A range is high. His, period. His now sculpt these is days. amazing. He's just he's. He's just another good addition to these guys. And like I said, every time one of these guys comes out and they spoil a new team building, I'm like, these team buildings are so good, I need them in the main They need to do some, Yeah, they need to do some of this stuff with main ones. All, all of the Mage Knight ones they spoiled so far are really cool team abilities. This next one I'm really excited about. Oh man, I love this guy. He really. is also from Dominion Pact. Um, but his sculpt is just great. Like some big armored priest, and he's holding a book. And yeah, he's he's got he's 165 points. He has Endom, eight range. He's a flyer. Starts with fly, uh, phasing teleport, 11 attack, 17 uh, in, invul, and a three damage outwit. Eight range. But his two. attack ability is that it's really good. He can use mind control, and when he does, the hit target modifies either its attack or damage value by plus one until actions resolve. He can, and then he can use mind control as a free action. When he does, instead modify his attack value minus one. He's kind of. It's not a then. It's he can just use yeah. mind control as a free action. Yeah. And he gets negative. Yeah. So he can yeah. do it twice. He could be. Yeah. So he could be outwitting and shooting your brick, yes. and then mind controlling somebody else on your team for free. Yeah, making them and, shoot your. And brick. the cool thing about his power is that that attack or damage value by plus one. Is only until actions resolve, which is actually better than Brother Voodoo's. Mm, you yeah, because it's until next. Because Voodoo's, they get the bonus on their turn as well, and this guy's only giving it whenever he's controlling you. Yep, I, I love. He it. gets prop control for the second half of his dial. He has an eight-click long dial. Uh, he has prop control and psychic blast on all of his uh, bottom half of his dial with super senses and invul. Actually, the one it. the one thing I really like about the Mage Knight clicks is they have really cool flavor text on all their abilities, too. Yeah. Like, it kind of tells a story, and, like, you get a lot of good feel for the personalities. I I cannot reinforce... This is my most wanted set, this You this know, we were probably. talking earlier, we were placing those orders with James, I was like, I think I'm going to buy Mage Knight a little here and there, but, man, the more I keep looking at these figures, the more I'm thinking, I'm going to have to get a brick. I got a case. <laughs> I'm getting a case. Well, I just ordered a case of two towers, and or pre-ordered, and we got two new spoilers for two towers, and I love both of them. They're oh, both, the sculpts are cool, too. They're both Urukai pieces. Yep. I wish to God they had the orc keyword. I'm getting pissed off that they don't put the, the orc keyword on the orcs. They're part orc. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, this guy is for forty points, man. Top oh this top dial forty is worth forty points. Just that top click of charge, willpower, <laughs> and exploit for, for forty two, points. For two damage, yeah. he does have forces of Sauron keyword at least. Yeah, yeah. that is good. Uh, and Isengard, which is new. He's Ooh. five clicks long, forty points. Like I said, charge, willpower, exploit on top click. He has exploit and willpower for the next couple of clicks, and then the last two two he gets flurry. With uh, two damage and then one damage, so not too shabby for forty points, especially if you can manage to get him into the fight safely without getting shot mm, first. Definitely. The Urukai Berserker is sixty points. He has a trait: any successful attack roll made by him when he rolls doubles is a critical hit. My okay, Lord. so I have a question. Yep. Critical hits hit no matter what, don't they? Yep. So that means this little bastard, this little sixty-point dude. Well, what do you mean hit? No matter what, as far as super senses stuff like that. No, I mean like the if you roll like even if you rolled like four a two and a two, he'd hit even if he needed. Like yes, critical hit. hits are hits that automatically succeed. So yes, you would all you have to do is roll doubles. Son, screw that. Nine and I forgot that's that today when we shot. today when I played the Batman and the Robin, 
I forgot that when I rolled again. doubles that was less, I would still hit. And, and I remembered it at the end of my last game. Son, this Berserker's bonkers, then. He has a Charge Quake reflexes for two clicks. Quake plus that means his Quake would, and he rolled doubles, would be a three damage on top of it. Yeah, it'd be a three damage qu- uh, Quake if he rolls doubles Gosh, on it. Gosh, dang. So. Yeah, he has Plasticity for, he has seven clicks for 60 points. He's a good damage choker. Uh, plasticity and exploit weakness, and then his last few clicks he gets CCE with good of values ten and two already yeah, ten and three. His, his last clicks ten. Three. I love both of these guys, especially this guy. Yeah. Uh, forces of Sauron keyword as well. So. And Looking forward to my Lord of the Rings. Austin, you want to talk about crossbones? Oh, buddy, he is a beast. He apparently stole freaking Secret Invasion uh, Punisher's machine gun or Gatling gun. So, uh, Crossbones, he's Brood, Hydra, Skeleton Crew, and Thunderbolt. Skeleton Crew got a keyword now, buddy. Um, he's got Hydra Team Ability, 79 points. I don't know shit about Skeleton Crew. I don't know either, but people are excited for him. I know about them T-Bolts, though. He's, a uh, yeah, 79 points. Um, his, he's got a special, or he starts with Stealth, Precision Strike, Energy Shield, and then he's got Close Combat Expert, um, which threw a couple people off until you realize that all of a sudden it makes getting in on him to try to swing at him a little riskier. Um, when he pushes once, though, he goes on to running shot, toughness, range, combat expert, and a special attack ability called I Shot Captain America, and you're next. Um, once per turn, when Crossbones hits with a range combat attack, he can use sidestep and modifies his attack and damage by one this turn. After he uses sidestep and actions resolve, he may make another range combat attack against a different character. So nuts. Uh, here's what's crazy about that fun bit. You could range combat expert to trigger it, because it yep. just needs a range combat attack. Yep. Go 1-1 one, one with it or whatever, be a 12-3, and then all of a sudden you get a second shot with another 12-3. Um, most of his dial, he sticks with uh, pretty good range stuff. I mean, it, it's a little wild at times. Um, drops into some blades later. Mind control. Mind control. Um, he's a like 79-point piece with Hydra, basically police team ability, sharpshooter. Sharpshooter range combat expert's nothing to ever scoff at. I've lost games to that freaking combo. I mean, he's a good piece. And Thunderbolts for Avengers Initiative or something on him. This guy's so good for 79 points, though. Yeah, seriously. He's a shutout for 79 points. Those first three clicks are worth 79 points. He is one of those pieces that if I was playing Invincible Iron Man and Sealed, showed up on a booster, heartbeat. Probably going to be the best secondary attacker in the set. We are going to be seeing, I can guarantee you, with how many Thunderbolts teams we already see in our local metas and stuff, we're going to be seeing a hell of a lot of this bastard for a while. He's good, too. Uh, and he's awesome. And Sculpt's cool. I mean, I love the Sculpt. And last but not least, actually, it might be least. Uh, <laughs> hey, I actually really like this one. There's a Star Trek piece, Assimilation Target Prime. He also has Borg and uh, Federation yeah. keyword. But he's got a really cool abilities. trait that plays off that. He has a trait when an Assimilation... To- or, excuse me. When he uses the Borg team ability... It may place the assimilation token on itself instead. When when he is hit with an attack, you may remove assimilation tokens from it and modify the attacker's damage value by minus one for each token removed. So you're kind of like you want leaving a tokens. poison. You're, yeah, you're kind of like leaving a poison on the person that hits. You see, here's what's crazy, and what I like about that is. It's a double-edged sword, because like some of the Borg cubes, of course, are going to be throwing assimilation tokens on Yeah, you're helping them. To, with some of them, though. Some of them are like, oh, they get one damage extra when they're shooting some of the assimilation tokens. Oh, I'll just dump it, because it triggers on hit. So you'll have the token before it hit, or when it hits you. 
I like that because even if you just play him as a Federation theme team, he's fine. And you're playing against Borg, and they're hitting you with the simulation tokens. You're like, oh, sh- oh shucks! I'll just pawn him off to the next person who hits me and make them take negative <laughs> one or everything. He has a special movement power too. When he makes a ranged combat attack and after and actions resolve, you may move it up to three squares. So he kind of gets a three square sidestep uh, after he. He doesn't even have to hit. It's just after he makes an attack and actions resolve. He doesn't have a running shot, so that kind of helps him get move around a little bit. He has outwit for the first four clicks or three clicks, and then his last three clicks he gets pulse waves with ten and elevens on his values. So I mean, it's it's a cool piece. Not a bad like piece it. at all. Uh, that is from the main set of Tactics Three. So that was a whole. Uh, let me make sure we didn't forget anything. I think that's it. And like I said, we're going to talk more about the Deadpool set. Uh, here in a second on our main topic. Now, I had to adjust the tip prepared, but Austin has one that he wants to share, so I'll save mine till next week. Austin. Okay, so I ran into this one like mad today, playing Book of the Skulls and everything. When you start your turn, take a minute to pause and look over everything you have before you make your very first power action. Um, I played... I'll get into what I played later, but I had Book of the Skulls. I had a really good leadership. I had... Um, I had a lot of a lot of good. I had sidestep, a lot of good free actions at the beginning of turn. So it's important that you sit and you look over everything you have. Make sure you get all of your free actions that you need to do, because once you take that first power action, you're past the point of no return. If I don't assign my book and I give that first power action, I'm SOL. Yep. And, and, and I've done that myself. I, I screw myself over with that even when I try to remember it like this. And if it's a friendly game, sometimes I'll let the other person go ahead and assign yeah. it. To, especially if they haven't made an attack yet. But, you know, technically, they, you don't have to let them do that. Yeah, but always, always just pause at the start, take a few seconds, go over each figure one by one, and just double check. I mean, it adds like another ten seconds to your turn at worst, if you, as long as you're, you're pretty quick about it. And I mean, and it helps tremendously. There's also a few situations that can arise that can help you, like uh, if you have poison shown on the book, you can go ahead and sidestep over and then no, kick I in did the that poison. Like yeah, you did so that against me. And so, yeah, that's just one thing to note, because you can, even if you have already dropped your beginning hammer, you're still at the beginning of your turn. You're still just still doing your free actions. So uh, another thing to remember, and I, we may have actually mentioned this before, is before you go ahead and drop that hammer for the free quake, if you have a perplex or two you want to throw on that person's attack, do that do first, it, yeah. and then drop the hammer, because you can do that. It's all free actions at I the got beginning a, of your turn. I got a really good one today with, uh, I sidestepped over. Um, I used the free action sidestep, chose him with books so he had poison, and then dropped a hammer on top of him, and after he perped his own attack up, it was just so many free actions stacked. But it was so effective. I mean, like, it really carried a lot of my games today. So keep, you just go over your stuff. I mean, like, it's a simple thing. Those 10 seconds will save your ass in so many games. Because once you take an actual action, it's it's gone. Then you, yeah, you're SOL. Uh, that kind of leads us into what we played this week. We played, did we play this past Wednesday? Bulls? Yeah, um, it was, uh, oh gosh, what was that? Oh, Derp. It was um, the big beefers, the beefy guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right because he had to change it at the last second. How many points? It was a thousand points. 
All figures had to be over 200 and had to have at least a printed value of four or higher on their damage at some point on their dial. I think he said top click. Oh, yeah, I think he changed it to top click. So, yeah, all figures had to be 200 points with opening four damage. Resources allowed, no colossals. No vehicles. No vehicles. No team base. I played... um, I played four figures that I've had played against me multiple times, but I've never had the pleasure of wrecking with. And I, my God, it was so stupid. I had Movie Hulk. I had Iron Man, Iron Patriot, which Austin's played against me a couple times. I played them at the 200 point value, which I think is their most efficient. But what they lack is running shot. But I was running Book of Skulls, so I was like this is the perfect time to play these these guys. Give them running shot. Now they have running shot, pulse wave. See, I, top click. When we get to my team, like me and you shared two figures. I had the uh, War Machine that I had been wanting to play for a while. And uh, the one from Iron Man 3, the Target exclusive, he was probably, honestly, my all-star, even more than Hulk. The, the War Machine? Yeah, the oh, War Machine. Dude. His options for this trade are just so useful. Uh, and actually, Edward, when we had him on, suggested this War Machine to us and talked about how good he was because of his options. If you're not familiar with him, he has a trait. At the beginning of your turn, choose one of the following you did not choose last turn. Energy Explosion, Psychic Blast, or Range Combat Expert. He can use that until your next turn. He has Running Shot most of his dial. And if you give him a hammer, he's like 13s and 12s. It's full dial. He has 4s uh, and 3s on his damage. And then he gets prop control later only on ranged attacks, which you're and always going to see. What's ridiculous range. about his pickup power, though, is it's good for situations because he has two abilities that he can play off of Running Shot. And he's got one if he's already standing there and wants a good beef to his damage. He also uh, has a vendor's initiative team ability. That's why I took him with, on mine. The re- and that's the main reason I took him on my team, too, is because <laughs> I was also running Doom and Kang. So uh, I they're wild cards. And yeah. I, I've had Doom and Kang forever. I've played against him a million times, and I've been wanting to play him forever. So I ran him this time so that they would copy Avengers Initiative whenever they were attacking and see through stealth. And then... The movie Hulk has Avengers keyword. I put Secret Avengers on them, no. and then I would copy Secret Avengers with Doom Ouch. King so that they can't be uh, outwitted. Yeah, I had some bad runs with that movie Hulk. I kicked ass. I went two and zero. I tied. Uh, Jarris and I both went two and zero, but he had like two more points than me, and that's thanks to Austin running the game of bomb. If Austin Woo! hadn't ran the game of bomb, guess who would have won? Oh man, my team was a. I went with Iron Man, Iron Patriot, but I ran him at uh, 300 instead. I, I like him at their 200, and as you said, with Book of the Skulls or a way to give him running shot, that's fine. Um, I liked giving them... I liked. Uh, I didn't have room for resource on my overall team. I ran them, the War Machine, um, Fear Itself Iron Man, the Blitz or the Mighty Pack one. I've been waiting to play him for a while. He's a good figure. Overall, I was like, you know, he's a good beefy figure. Threw him on the team. I knew it was going to be going because of a lot of resources. And then... Uh, I threw on a M10 Anniversary Iron Man, the Relic Buster one, at full point value. So, like, other Relic teams were screwed. Yeah. I, I actually, when Austin told me his team and he had the the two Iron Men that are, like, anti-Relic resource, I actually really was hoping we would get paired up because I didn't know if my team could legitimately beat his team with him having uh, two guys who basically wreck... Because the problem is those guys are the best against Book of Skull. Because Book of Skull is technically assigned to your whole team. So, so that means they can never hit that M10 Iron Man for more than one. Right. And then they have... Yeah, exactly. And then he has a chance to not take any at all. 
And then so, uh, if you hit one of their primary attackers with a hammer um, with the FI Iron Man, they can't roll the book. So it just stays in place. I really wanted to play Austin's team because I didn't think my team actually legitimately could beat it. And I was... I kind of wanted just the challenge, but we didn't end up getting paired up. It was, it was a fun team. I mean, and then I had five points left over, so I went back to my handy-dandy Gamma Bomb. But here's the fun part. I went up against Jairus, like, as my, uh, we only played two rounds. I went up against Jairus my second round, and he beat me. Had I not brought that Gamma Bomb, or had I not borrowed that Gamma Bomb to fill in those last five points, Hunter would have taken first. So it was just salt and Hunter's wound, which is always amazing. What I ended up doing with my team, I was given Hulk Scotty's hammer. And I never did a normal charge with Hulk the entire game. I kept using his double power action, which is uh, he can use charge. He can use it normally, or he can be given a double power action to use charge, but does not have his speed if he doesn't use carry or pick up and hold, pick up or hold an object. So since he had exploit already, I, nobody would, expected him to charge 10 squares, giant reach for another one, so basically charge 11 squares and then hit you for four exploit. I knew that in this, with everybody being 200 points or more, I needed ways to chew through dampeners. That was the problem I actually And all my pieces could get through. I had good dampener reducers on my, or good uh, penetrating damage on my top dials, but a lot of my figures lost that crap as I got farther down dial, and it it created a lot of problems for me. Um, When I went against Jairus, Jairus was running that movie Hulk with the freaking Infinity Gauntlet. That combo was a pain in the ass. I kept blasting him with the FI Iron Man to try to get rid of his gauntlet temporarily, and it just wasn't enough. Like, even those, like, one turn down that I wouldn't hit him, he would just have that steel energy gem, and he would just blast somebody. Like, War Machine got ripped in half. It was bad. Um, My first match, though, went pretty well, though. Um, The guy I was up against, though, was playing World Breaker and decided to place World Breaker as soon as I made my first ranged attack, so... uh, it got ugly for World Breaker pretty quick, and I dropped him like right out the gate. Yeah, um, somebody did that. I think your brother did that against Aaron's me one time. And you got to think when you're playing World Breaker, it's not always to your advantage to use that power. You need to really think about where you're putting yourself yeah, up it's, at it's before amazing. you use it. You don't it. have to do it because um, if you do it when you when there's a couple snipers looking at that square, then why would you even want to do it? Well, see, the placement's immediate. So, like, as soon as I make the range attack, he can be placed next to. So what he did was he basically set me up for the free alpha strike on him with Pinsai and everything. And Worldbreaker's a good piece. I'm not going to, like, try to pretend he's not. And, like, he would have given me trouble, but I had good high attack values because it's an expensive, expensive set of pieces I was running. I had good penetrators on my first clicks. And... He missed the anti-outwit rolls. The thing so, about Worldbreaker is he doesn't have a whole lot of clicks, though. He goes down quicker than what most people expect him to. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull him up here. I don't think he has Hulk as name. I think it's just Worldbreaker. It's just Worldbreaker. Because... He's 350 com- and he's 11. Yeah, which- comparing him to Movie Hulk, who's 255... Movie Hulk has one, two, three, four, five, six clicks of Imperv, and then two of Invol, two Toughness, one Regent. Those first six clicks of Imperv go a long way. And see, and the other thing about Worldbreaker is Worldbreaker has to have objects to get the most out of them. See, like his- Worldbreaker has 11 clicks. He has four. He only has four clicks of Imperv on the top, and then he gets Invol and Imperv for a while. But he just, I don't know, for some reason I just, I always prefer Movie Hulk to Worldbreaker myself. Uh, Movie Hulk also gets, or... Er, but see, on. if you're only playing Worldbreaker at 250 compared to the 250 Movie Hulk, 
250, he's only getting eight clicks of of life instead of the 11 that Movie Hulk has, and uh, he has less click total clicks of Imperv than Movie Hulk yeah. does. Yeah. So he's... Movie Hulk's longevity is a lot better. And he, this Rule Breaker doesn't start with Exploit either. If if Rule Breaker started with Exploit, I might actually give him the nod. But the fact that he he only gets it mixed in every now and then on his dial, I like Rule Breaker a lot better. You mean? Or sorry, Hulk? I mean I, I like Movie Hulk a lot better. Yeah. And you have to take into account they're both giants, so you can see them pretty much wherever the hell they are. Um, that's another thing to... Like, they're amazing melee pieces, and they, they're they both decent damage soaks. But, like, it, it's detrimental to your own cause to a point to run them on certain maps. Because they're... Against a team like mine, especially, where it's so much ranged, I was just completely blasting them. I played Doom King today for the first time, like I said. A piece I've been wanting to play forever. Um, they never went off top click, I don't... Oh, I'm sorry. My second game, they got freaking smoked. Um, their top dial's just so good. Even, yeah. even I, I didn't even give them a hammer, I don't think. They're just, <laughs> they don't need it. Who needs 14 attacks? They're in 11 running shot, 12 attack psychic blast, 19 imperv, and 5 damage prob control with 8 range. And they didn't even need a hammer to be hit. If you told people. me to build the best ranged click, like the single click I could, yeah. that would be what I would build. Like For, running shot, pin, imperv, and freaking problem. Yes. And then click. there's the fact that they end up getting a stop click midway through their dial. That puts them again on a really good click of basically the same thing with minus one values on everything. Uh and they can and choose outwit or prop. Yeah, so I wild card them. Like I said, on defense, I was putting them on Secret Avenger, so it's harder to outwit them. My second opponent had a X-Man with utility belt on him to give him willpower. He had Dark Phoenix at 200. He had M at full points. And he had... Cannot for the life of me remember who the other piece was. It was another. Oh, he had the duo as well, the Iron Man, Iron Patriot. Yeah. And basically, his I knew exactly what he was going to do. Double power action X Men, yep. TK him up with Dark Phoenix, and then hypersonic the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. He focused fired Doom King, and Doom King went down quick, which is hard to do for. Yeah. I, so I was missing three hundred points right out the gate, and I was I had just put all my hammers on, and all my guys had double tokens, and I was like, I might actually lose this so i ended up soaking all of my attention into getting rid of x-men who had just double tokened himself and because x-men is like 280 something yeah and then the belt makes him a a 300 point piece so i was like well if i can take out x-men then we're even and this match won't be looking quite as bad as i think it it is so i did end up taking out x-men and then we were kind of out of an at a neutral board state and basically what it, the game came down to was he did not have ways through dampeners, and I did. He, yeah. had, I, he had to deal with my impervious on all my guys, right. and I didn't because, like I said, all three of my range guys have psychic blast, and Hulk had exploit weakness. Yep. So the fact that I was cutting through his guys and the fact that he had to let me roll imperv and I hit a decent amount of them really turned the tide, and I don't think I, I took, like, two damage after that on one or two guys. Like, nice. Just because the fact that I could cut through dampeners and he couldn't. So that's one thing to note too is when you go into an event, when you build your team, think of what are you most likely going to be going up against. In this in this event, all the points had to be at least all the figures had to be at least two hundred points. 
So if a figure is at least 200 points, you generally know they're going to have Invincible or Impervious. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, the majority. So you really need to put on your team figures that have some ways around it, either Outwit or Exploit or Psychic Blast, and that's why all my figures had Psychic Blast or Exploit Weakness. So when you go up in a format, think of what you're most likely going to be facing. Not a specific figure, and per see, se. That's where Jairus got me bad, was he picked off... Um, Jairus was running a movie Hulk, um, that Thor LE, which we've talked about. I'm not too big on that Thor LE. I think he's really like overhyped. He's extremely overrated. But in this in this setup, he was really good because of his trait, where he has one defense for every 100 of the enemy's points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he... Uh, he just gave me the runaround, and once he started hitting my characters off of their penetrating clicks and knocking them down dial, it it was game over for me. And, like, that was what we talked about. That, that was our just the tip one week, is to pick off things that weaken, or that are good against your team. And he just removed all my penetrating damage, and it became, can I hit his imperv? Can he hit his imperv roll? Can I hit his imperv? Can he hit his imperv roll for the rest of the game? We just got back from the dugout. We did our Fear Itself Month 5. Grab bag. I decided to make it grab bag sealed where basically you just buy $20 bucks worth of boosters and I did a maximum of one Fear Itself booster per person if you wanted to do Fear Itself at all. And the reason I did that was kind of looking at how much product we had left and knowing that a lot of our guys want to do double Fear Itself I decided if we did it this way for month five, then for month six, we would definitely be able to do double fear itself for our last shebang. Woohoo! So we did it like this, and I think we will definitely have enough left over that, that for our last month we can do double fear itself. Which I'm looking forward to. I, I actually, and we've talked about this before, I don't enjoy uh, I don't enjoy fear itself comboed at all. Um, I don't, Wolverine the X-Men fear itself is not fun um, to me. I, I don't know. It's Fear itself is just better when it's within itself. Double Fear itself is a blast. The figures are balanced well. It went okay with Thor today. Yeah, it actually did go great with Thor. But Thor is kind of similar in that it's a lot of move and attack and... A lot of heavy point and, characters. And, and, yeah, a lot of heavy point figures. Um, so, and out he, of the boosters we had, we had available to players. We had Thor the Dark World, Batman 66... Wolverine Gravity Feed. Wolverine Gravity Feed... Um, only one player got any of those. The majority of people got Thor the Dark World, and Drew got Streets of Gotham. <laughs> Drew didn't even get a fear itself. He got all Drew Street sunk Gotham. all twenty bucks of his points of his money into fear uh, Streets of Gotham, and he told me he's gaming the system. And and we, we all laughed, and, and we kind of chuckled. <laughs> and then I was thinking, well, he does have out. There is a decent amount of outwit at least, but that's not the main thing that. Helped Drew kick ass today. So Drew, what team did you end up running? I went 3-0. <laughs> so, I'd like to say that no one believed me. and that <laughs> No one believed in me. No one, no one gave me a chance. Me. No one gave me a chance. Um, I ran Starfire from the team pack, who is a complete and total machine of destruction and pain and torment to everyone. <laughs> Def- she comes up she's definitely the best Starfire at the Streets of yeah, Gotham. Yeah, she, she is. Um, I ran the Batman Chase, the... Mystics one? The Police Double Guns one. The Police Double Guns one. Not Devil Bats. Oh, not Devil Bats, okay. The one that has pin side. That one actually is the best. I thought you were talking about Devil N- Bats. No. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Um, 
I played the common Batman from that set, the 125 that has Indom and Perplex on... Uh, Very good. The traded leadership Perplex. Yeah, and we mentioned him when we talked about um, uh, Gotham City. I said uh, that he's an excellent one to, to play because he has the Perplex that he can use on people who share a keyword with him. Um, and he has super strength. One of the few Batmans with super strength. I played Lady Blackhawk who has... She, she has running shot, like a nine attack. An energy explosion, but the thing I played her for was police ability, which I'll get into because that Batman, the chase has police ability. Uh, GCPD detective, the B side, the one with perplex, but you can't perplex up damage, but still, it's still pretty good. Um, and uh, Black Canary, the one that has that starts with, I think it's like a nine movement. Uh, 10 in cap with like exploit and charge flurry. I think I talked about that Black Canary like one of our very first podcasts because I ran her on one of my teams as a uh, I ran her on one of my teams as a uh, um, a buffer kind of for my ranged pieces so once they moved in I could tie up with her and continue the ranged barrage because she's so good for her points. She She's one of the better JLI pieces actually. Yeah. So the thing was you might be saying there's not a whole lot of power on that team. You're probably thinking, well, you're not going to do much damage. The Batman Chase has enhancement. Black Canary has enhancement. I've got three running shot hammers to do damage with. Blackfire the, has the, penetrating explosion. Or Starfire has black, or penetrating energy explosion. And the police team ability and on the police three team. of the guys. It's a pretty good team for what I was going with. For fear itself, especially when you're facing a bunch of bricks. That yeah, you need stealth, to, stealth's frustrating. Yeah, that you need to cut itself. down. Yeah, it it was pretty good. I was proud of how I did. I, I had a fun tournament. Uh, Austin, I'll let you talk about your team, and then I'll go into my. <laughs> so we we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that Malekith last week. Um, Harry was playing him, and. Uh, I decided to go for Thor Dark World with a um, with a fear itself booster. My fear itself booster pulled Serpent and Tenaris, which right off the gate I'm like, I know what two I'm oh, Yeah. And then I open my Thor and I see that Malekith staring at me, and I'm like, Oh, buddy, you're talking about a set where everyone's got good dampeners. I was like, This this is perfect. So I ran all three of them. Uh, Malekith has a trait where if he hits somebody, hits that's before damage is dealt, they lose their defense powers till the end of your turn. So, I ran that Malekith, um, I dropped him some good, there's three running shot hammers now with Nurkods, um, dropped all three of them down, and I just, I rained hell. Um, my first match, I screwed up Malekith's trait, and it probably cost me the entire series of the game, because I forgot it was beforehand, so that means that, like, if you have Invul and I hit you, you wouldn't get Invul versus Malekith's hit. Um, it, I got out-stealthed by Valkyrie at one point, um, it was just a pain in the butt game, um, Rolls were bad, too. My second match was against Hunter's team, which I'll let him tell you about how embarrassing that was. And then the third match was against Harry. Harry's team was almost the exact same. Don't pat him on the back. He doesn't deserve that. Hey, <laughs> no one, I was playing with a pretty damn severe handicap. <laughs> that was more than a handicap. Nobody believed us. I was that just was, you, you so were happened like a quadri- to get an actual team. You were playing like a quadriplegic. Like that, that's not just a handicap. Uh, we uh, and then the last match was against Harry. Harry was running. Um, he was running the Serpent and Tenaris as well, but instead of Malekith, he had uh, Black Widow and um, who else was it? He had Black Widow and another piece. Uh, the Loki from the movie set. 
And that Loki, I I hadn't seen that Loki yet, and it actually gave me a lot of trouble. Yeah, when we did last week's podcast, I mentioned he was one of the ones I I thought were the better of the of the guys. Yeah, that's the guy that can do the the free pulse wave. Yeah, that's what he, he did to out. me, and he yeah. blasted me. Um, uh, me and Harry's game was pretty funny actually, because it was pretty much a dance around the outside of the map till one of us managed to get Alpha Strike, which was me, because Harry mis mismoved his stuff. Um, I was just waiting for it. I was like, that's how me and Harry's games always go. Is me and Harry are both like, oh, I'm going to position, and then you just play, and you yeah. wait. And you wait for the other person to screw up a little bit, and then wham. Um, in the end, he took the game. Um, I made like six shape change rolls in a row, and I only had Tenaris left, and it was hilarious. But uh, it was it was fun. Um, I always enjoy playing as Harry. It's very uh, cerebral games. Um, overall, though, it came down to like who could get the most damage off against, like, the big pieces, and once Malekith was down, it was pretty much game over for me. I was not initially going to play, <laughs> uh, because if I would have played, we would have had an odd number of people, so I I sit out, if we have an odd number of people at the dugout, and it's an official WizKids event, like No Man's Land and Fear Itself, then I sit out so that nobody has to take a bye. Uh, if we're doing a regular week, and it's... Uh, odd number of people, then I'll go ahead and play since it's a more friendly event and because I'd like to play every now and then. So I set out, but then we had a guy who needed to leave after the first round. So I was like, well, crap, let me buy 20 bucks worth of figures, build a team real quick to uh, play so that we don't have to give anybody a buy. So I bought $20. First of all, there's three Batman 66 figures I still needed, and they're all rares. And in Batman 66, you get a rare one out of three figures. So I bought twenty. I bought eight Batman 66 figures, hoping I'd get one of those rares that I needed. I got eight commons, first of all. Carter but that's Smith luck, that's Hunter Smith luck for you. Uh, and then I built a 500-point Batman team. I barely could do it. I only had like 530 points worth of figures out of all of them anyways. <laughs> so I ran like 470 with the book or something like that. And... Uh, my first match, because I only played two, because I set out the first one, like I said, was against Austin's team. I had uh, two of the 100-point Batman. I had one 50-point Robin. I had Dick Grayson, who's only 25 points, and he's amazing for 25 points. And I had one Riddler, one Shame, and one Catwoman, the common one, not the rare. And... It was it was very fun to play those guys because they have so many different yeah they're so they're really interesting there's so many unique abilities and I didn't end up getting to use death trap in my second game I'll talk about that in a minute but it was very fun I wasn't playing for serious I didn't care if I lost or not and I really wanted to play the Riddler and um, I at first I tried to take it I tried to play semi seriously to see if I could even you know take down the the fear itself. Uh, first of all, Austin had an excellent team. Uh, my goal started out being to try to win the match, and then I quickly realized that my goal needs to be to just kill one figure because that's about the best <laughs> I'm going to get. Uh, Batman, the two Batman and uh, Robin both got taken down quick. Uh, the Batman has a really cool defensive power. He's the one where whenever you you target him with an attack, he chooses a color possessed on your dial, and he gets that defense ability. Yeah. That would have came in extremely useful, except the fact that the damn Malekith takes away your defense power. Yeah. So I was going to choose uh, Invincible, and that would have been really useful, but yes, the Malekith 
it negates that. So that was kind of a hard counter for those Batmans. Uh, that they did fare better in my second game. That that power came in pretty handy. Um, they got taken out quick, and I I did at one point at the beginning of the game. This is where I basically gave up and said, "Okay, I'm gonna try to kill one figure." Uh, I put all my eggs into the shame basket because which is a horrible idea. He well, he had a good <laughs> shot. Was. It would have hurt your uh, your Malekith pretty. It decently. was just funny because with a name like Shame, you knew something bad was gonna happen. <laughs> Malekith only had he was already on second click and he had like a seventeen um, invincible, and I had a way to hit him for six. Which if you can hit an invincible for six, you go ahead and you take the chance because hitting him for three is pretty hard to do because if you even if you only hit it for five they're only gonna take two yeah so i put all my perplexes because this team did have a decent amount of perplexes that batman has perplex and outwit he's actually a pretty legit figure yeah he is that that he's not amazing but for a hundred points i would suggest playing him once or twice just to have some fun with him to anybody and that robin as well for 50 points is very good and we talked when we first spoiled those guys actually that might have been our first episode i think yeah we talked about them and how they look pretty good for their dials. They are pretty good figures. I do suggest them, uh, as lo- along with the Dick Grayson, for 25 points. He was excellent. But I I put all my eggs into the shame basket, tried to running shot and hit for six. All I needed was a three, and I crit missed. Oh, my gosh. And then after shame does a, an attack, he has the roll, and uh, if he rolls a one to three, he takes a, a damage. I rolled hey, one, so I took two. <laughs> And I was like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> it was a beautiful matinee of failure. Um, you shut up. So after that, my goal was to uh, play Riddler and, and click him onto his Riddle click and just play Riddles. So me and Austin basically made an agreement where he would save the Riddler, kill the Riddler last, and I would just Riddle the rest of the game. So I had a lot of fun doing the Riddle thing. The way it works is you take a KO'd figure, and it doesn't have to be yours. It can be theirs. You turn that figure to any, and this is a free action at the beginning of turn. You turn that figure to any click, not any non-KO click, and your opponent guesses what color if they pick a color basically, and if that color is showing on any of the powers on that click, then they guess the riddle right. If they guess the riddle wrong, then you get plus one combat values on the riddler, and um, it's really fun. My favorite part of it, though, was you picked, like, a color that, like, I on Shame, it was, like, purple. Oh, yeah. I picked <laughs> Shame, and I put him on uh, Sidestep and Willpower, because Austin hit him right past those clicks, so I was like, well, he has no idea that he gets Sidestep or Willpower. And I guess purple, because I thought he got Close Combat Expert. And I was like, so why would Shame get Close Combat Expert? I don't He's know. Those pieces piece. are weird. I was like, if you would have thought intelligently and picked Range Combat Expert, then you would have guessed wrong, and that would have been right. Anyways, <laughs> the Riddler is a blast to play. I suggest, I definitely suggest anybody play him one time just to play his Riddle game because it was so much fun. It's right. it's a game within a game. I heard you had a had a fun little round with your second match. Yeah, too. so um, I didn't. Oh, I did manage to have Catwoman. That Catwoman wasn't too bad either. Actually, I was getting lucky with Super Senses roll with her, but she did mind control your. Um, your Malekith then hit somebody for four. No, it was going to hit somebody. Yeah, you did, actually. I hit, hit Tanneris. Um, and in my second game, she mind controlled and hit somebody. Or no, I ro- I crit missed on my control because that's what I do. Um, but she had another chance to uh, to mind control Tear and hit somebody for four exploit. And that would have... I may have actually legitly could have won that game if I would have hit that. I needed a four and I rolled it a three. I'm not using those dice anymore. 
<laughs> I don't blame you. Those dice were terrible, dude. So, anyways, Catwoman was not too bad either. So I decided to switch out Shame and throw in the second Riddler that I had pulled so I could just do maximum riddledness. So my second, my last game, I played two Riddlers. I purposely pushed them onto their second clicks at the beginning, and I just riddled all day, and it was a blast. Just riddled all day. It was so fun. <laughs> Captured it, freaking grief all the At first, all I had was little Robin to do with, and me and Dwayne basically went into this mind game where I would either keep him on the same click I made him guess last time, or I would click it to the other one, and... And basically, it was one of those: is the is the coin in my right hand or my left hand? Like, am I trying to mine mine f you or am I not? And he kept guessing wrong. It was so fun. Um, you can't it. You getting the riddle successfully really doesn't help me because he has shitty values to begin with, and he has no movement. It's like it's required. He hits the riddle to get decent. He doesn't. No, he doesn't even get decent after he hits it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, I did give him running shot with a hammer, but I mean he he has no powers to help him. He has no damn ways to get through dameners. He has no outwit. He does have prop control top click, and then he gets perp for the rest of the dial. But he's a fun. Just doing the riddle thing was a blast. But I want to talk about that Dick Grayson because that twenty five point Dick Grayson was probably the most productive piece on my entire. I can't believe team. for twenty five points he was more than three clicks. He's like five clicks. I know. A it, good clicks. I blasted him for like three. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this little bastard out of the way. No, he's still alive. Well, and I talked about him a couple weeks ago because I played against a team that had all those pieces on it. That's right, I remember And that. I remembered that Dick Grayson being amazing because he alter egos for free action if he has no tokens. Yeah. And he's a decent, he's worth 25 points already. I'm going to uh, bring up his dial here. This 25-point Dick Grayson single-handedly took down a 100-point Cronin Stone Man, which is a big, strong brick, by himself. Nice. He did have a hammer. Oh, and not, actually, he took down Mr. Freeze by himself, too, now that I think about it. Jeez. Dick Grayson killed Freeze by himself. He hit him twice, uh, one for three damage and one for two. And uh, he killed Mr. Freeze. He actually did a... Now that I think about it, Excluding that mind control of our game, Dick Grayson is the only figure out of any of my figures that did any damage in my entire <laughs> turn. Um, he gets exploit weakness for two clicks, and I was on plus one on the book, so I ended up hitting Stone Man for like three, and then the next turn I hit him for another three and cut right through him. And like I said, after he had taken out Mr. Freeze, um, he was on CCE, and I had Steel Energy on the book, so he healed up, and then the next turn he exploited again. And didn't have to take the push. But for the main th- reason, he's also very good. His movement power. When a friendly character named Batman or Bruce Wayne is given a move action, after actions resolve, you may give Dick Grayson a move action as a free action. So as I'm moving my two Batman up, Dick Grayson is getting free moves the entire time from that as well. Nice. Yeah, that's how you got him up in the middle of all my guys. I mean, play. even using him as a 25-point just, just annoying, just pest... For twenty five points, it's like the real well Dick Grayson. And the and another thing is, if they hit you for four or five, they're going to hit you onto your free action revert and you ch- or um, alter ego. And the Robin he changed to changes to was the same one I was using. He's pretty good. Um, he has flurry whenever you free action change into him, so he can hit back once you change back into Robin. So after using him, oh. 
Catwoman did capture a 200-point absorbing man also. Nice. And held on to him for a good chunk of the game. She kept it in Super Sense's role, and I kept perplexing her defense up. And she had Gregoth for the majority of our game. And uh, and like I said, she almost mind-controlled Tyr. All she needed was a four. All I know is I turned around on my table, and I saw Greethoth on her card, and I was like, Dwayne, what did you do? <laughs> So the capture, he never tried to get out of the death trap though, which I was hoping he would because I wanted to do the, um, you know, to figure out how all that works. My bonus would have been five because hers is the one where you count the different colors on your yeah. power and your dial and their dial, and I had like five different ones uh, among us, so I would have got a plus five. So it would have been pretty tough for him to get out. But it was cool. I mean, the death trap ability kind of cool. It's. I wish he could have escaped so I could tell you um, how smoothly it went. Because yeah. like we've talked about that power, it's pretty complicated, the wording yeah. and everything on it. So I might try those guys again, at least um, maybe a couple of the villains, maybe run a villains team and try to do some capture. But I do recommend the Dick Grayson, the Bruce Wayne, the Batman, and the Robin, uh, the common versions of all them, because they're very good for me. That Catwoman was not too bad either. Everyone else, though. <laughs> I had I had a blast. That was the most fun I've had playing clicks, just playing those two Riddlers and doing Freaking Riddler was. It was fun to face against, too. Yeah, it was a great event. I really liked my team. I was like, damn, I didn't know I was playing mini-games. I'm going to run seven Riddlers next time that we have it. It was just like <laughs> me and you were just like, you know, we don't really care. Screw it. <laughs> Streets of Gotham and Batman. Oh, another thing to mention on the ra- the Robin and the Batman, they're the ones with the trait where any double uh, three, four, fives, or six are crit hits for them too. Yep. Which I did forget until my end of my last game. So that's enough of what we played. We're going to move on to our next top, our main topic, which is the Deadpool set. Uh, like we said before, it's a five-figure full set. Uh, sub-themes of Thunderbolts, Deadpool Core, Allies, and Enemies. So we already know that the Thunderbolts are going to be in it. So we already know we're getting a new Red Hulk, which we need. We're getting a new Flash Thompson Venom, which we most definitely need. We're getting a new Punisher, which I freaking love. And we're also getting a new Electra, which we really need, because while the Secret Invasion Electra, both versions are superb, but there is no modern Electra. So this will give us a modern Electra as well. Let's see. I assume they'll do a red leader, most likely. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, Deadpool core, we I mean, you can already expect that they're going to be in a Deadpool set if they do one, so that was kind of a gimme. Deadpool, Lady Deadpool. Kidpool, Dogpool. Kidpool, Dogpool. I want Hulkpool from the... F- now. Uh, I'll let you guys go f- first on which ones you would like to see. We already see a Domino, which is also a given for a Deadpool which set. Which makes me happy. They already showed the the Deadpool with the word bubbles, like the Flock of Bats, which is cool. Dr. Bong, who's an obscure Deadpool villain, uh, and Flash Venom. So w- those are already confirmed. And I read Deadpool a little more than you guys, so I'm not gonna, I don't want to go first. I want you guys to go, because... You want to show us up later, gotcha. No, then I can cross off the ones that you already say, you know what I mean? See, I, I've talked about I read World War Hulks before, and Hulk pool and it's absolutely hilarious. Him and Bob back and forth. I want to see a Hulk pool, a really good one. Um, I want to see a Bob, Agent of Hydra, of course, as a given. Give yeah, us, that's Give a us given. another fun Bob. But uh, I want to see, actually, I want to see the Blackbeard thing from that story arc. Just because it's a weird figure, and if they're going to put it in any of the sets, it would probably be the Deadpool 6. It's going to be a weird set. Um... There's a lot of fun stuff they could do. Um, what, do you, what about you, Drew? Uh, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. 
I don't read it a lot. Hunter's hitting me. But <laughs> but uh, I, I want to. I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, I, I really don't know a lot about Deadpool, actually. So I don't really... The problem with Deadpool books is for the last five years, they've been 99% garbage. <laughs> Uh, I mean, thing. I'm not being mean. I'm just it's just legit. Um, now the current run that started with Marvel now is hilarious. And see, and this is what we've talked about before: is like Deadpool's problem is he suffers from like the random factor, where some writers think that Deadpool's I can say whatever, and if it's just random, it'll be funny, and that's not how it works. Deadpool actually is pretty well written humor when it's done right. Well, and there's two sides you see of Deadpool too. When you're, uh, Rick Remender does a good job with him in Uncanny X-Force, where when he's not the main show, when he can be the, the half the time, like, you, it, he makes it obvious that he's a badass assassin. Yeah. That's what he does. But he'll throw in the quip. He's the Spidey of the Avengers squad. And see, like, but he'll throw on a way more dirtier quip than Spidey would ever throw on. We've talked about, we've talked about, like, the current run of Thunderbolts and how we don't like it. But I, I have, like, Deadpool from time to time in it, because, like, Elektra and Punisher will be having, like, this super serious moment, and Deadpool will walk through the background wearing, like, a sombrero and say something absolutely stupid. But it's not, like, it's not super random, it's just taller, like, it, it's just He's weird. perfect in small doses. Yeah. Um, now, the problem with the Deadpool book is, it has to be very well written, and the last run, which I have all the, these, if you guys want to borrow them, they're in the long box back there, uh... The last big run of Deadpool before Marvel now was Daniel Way's Deadpool, and it started off very good. The first arc or two were really good with the zombies and everything. But after that, it just kept going downhill and downhill. It did pick up... I, I felt it got a little better when he got admitted to the Insane Asylum and that whole arc happened. I did. Uh, I was, started I did reading like it a that. lot. I started. I picked that book back up. That was right before they uh, did the, heroic, did the um, Marvel Now relaunch. Um, but like, like Deadpool, Merc with a Mouth was a good mini set not that long ago. But the best Deadpool is actually old, like early '90s Deadpool, like Circle Chase and um, the Kid Stories one. And there's a lot of really good older Deadpool books. I say older, like forever ago, but really like ten years ago. And see, like, and the my as you said, when Deadpool's not in the forefront, I like him better. Like, I love him in the Deadpool team-up books, like, with Cable and Taskmaster. That's when he's at his best. It's fun to put him with super serious people, and and he's they, you can tell the super serious people hate him because he's useful and amazing at what he does, but he's such a goof-off in the downtime, but that's when he's at his absolute best. Like, I love him with Moon Knight, and I love him with Taskmaster, I love him with Cable. Like, I'm hoping we see those as duos in this set. Well, they definitely on my list is a new Cable Deadpool duo. Yeah, that's and that's kind of a given. I think they have you can't do a Deadpool set and not have a Cable. I mean, either Cable especially by with a, especially with Cable being an LE and ABX. Yeah, I want a duo for them to be redone because it's not modern anymore. Hit Monkey, um, a lot of Hit Monkey's like a new character that they introduced in like this right around when Daniel Way's Deadpool run started. Hit Monkey got his own book. And then there was a the third arc of the Deadpool series was him and Hitmonkey cross paths and it was hilarious. And Hitmonkey has never been clicked, so you know go ahead and click him for the Hitmonkey fans. We need a new Taskmaster. Yeah. And I would like it if he plays a little differently than the Chaos yeah. War one because the Chaos War one is a good piece, yeah. but he's very 
finesse for yeah. one, and you kind of have to play around He's very meticulous him. when you play him. You have to play a team with him in mind to get to get the most out of him, to get his points Which out of him. Which can be kind of rough given his keywords, too. So I'd like a Tasky that maybe is more offense-based so that you could throw him more easily on teams. Yeah. And then if you want to, the Chaos War option, you have that as well. I want a Chimichanga OP kit item. <laughs> we need a Pace Pot Pete. Um, I think they actually said, I think he's confirmed for it. It, it, it. He's like one of Deadpool's most common villains, so I think he, he's pretty much a given. We need a new MODOK. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's true. no modern age MODOK, and this is a good way for them to get him in there. Yeah. So here's the thing. What generics do you think they're going to do for this set? They always do two generics. Um, they could do aim agents. They could do a new, different version of zombies. I mean, there's oh, a ton undead of presidents. They, they need to do the undead presidents. Ooh, they could do dead presidents. Because we, we were talking about that earlier, because I was like, man, my zombie teams would kill for that. Um, Black Tom, I think, is one that they'll probably definitely do. He's a common Deadpool villain as well. And he mo- he actually was in the... Um, Right before it went to Marvel, now he was <laughs> you know what I guy. want. I want Deadpool in Tony's armor from the story arc where he goes back in time to the Demon in a Bottle time period. Yeah, uh, you brought up Moon Knight. Yeah, it would be nice to get a new Moon Knight. Um, we did just get one in Spider Man. I, I like the Spider Man, and that one is good. But that's like the split personality one. I want like the really badass Moon Knight. I, so me. while I would like a Moon Knight, I wouldn't be super bummed if I'd rather did. have a duo though. I'd rather see a Deadpool Moon. They don't team up a whole lot though. Yeah, true, but. Um, Team X, I that would be a good sub theme for this. Um, although we did just get Lady Deathstrike, and I didn't notice. Let's see if she has the Team X keyword. Did she doesn't? I don't think. I don't think she does either. Or is there even a Team X? I, keyword? I don't even think there is one. Let's see. Oh, there is Maverick. Maverick is one of is on my list as well. There's no way they won't redo Maverick. He hasn't been done since Mutation of Monsters. Uh, Maverick, Wolverine, Sabretooth. I'll have teamwork. Uh, that brings me to Sabretooth. There's no modern Sabretooth. Yeah. They did not put one in X-Men. And, the, and it has to be because they knew they would be putting why, him in there. Yeah. Um, they it's are, the same they thing also, with Juggernaut. They put yeah. Juggernaut the Invincible Juggernaut's going to be in Invincible Iron They also didn't do a new Omega Red. and oh. So they should do Team X. You got Sabretooth, Omega Red, I Wish Lady Deathstrike. The new ones would have had the key. I'm wondering, button. one thing I was going to bring up, they didn't know whether this would be a Super Booster set. And I wonder if they'll do Marvel Vehicles with this set. Because, I mean, like, this Punisher's is... Battle Van. Punisher's <laughs> Battle Van. Oh, shit. Punisher's Battle Van. Um, and then the Deadpool version when Deadpool takes it. And then Punisher's Battle Van. <laughs> there, there's some fun... <laughs> they could do Deadpool's ice cream truck uh, from the current Marvel yeah. Now... I mean, it would it wouldn't be bad to do. I'd like to see like a bike pack with like all three of the motorcycles and stuff like that from the main, like Logan's motorcycle and caps and all them. What I wanted to put Blind Al and um, what's his name Jimmy or whatever, who are two extremely important Deadpool characters to his origin, and Blind Al is in and out of Deadpool books all the time. It's kind of like his mother, uh, but I just don't see how you could do them as clicks because they don't fight. They're just characters in the story, so I don't know if they'll actually do. I don't know. They gave Lois Lane. Yeah, I was about to say Lois. Lois Yeah, but that makes sense because she's a reporter, so you could think of Perplex or Outwit or something like that. But Blind Out is Maybe they could just make... He's blind. Okay, it's a Deadpool set. They could do a full white dial with a figure, and we probably wouldn't even just... Uh, those are the some of the the simple ones. Domino, I knew would be in it. They've already shown. I'm very slide. happy they're going to. So Domino. she's already confirmed, and there is no modern version of her. Yeah, there is not. So that'll be good. Um, 
that's the main ones I'd like to see. I would have, of course, said uh, Deadpool Core, but we already are, you know, confirmed for that. So what do you think the chases are going to be? That was going to be my next question. They're playing it up like it's a big deal. You so. guys said earlier Dead Presence. I don't... I, the, I don't think Dead Presence will be the chases. That was an awesome story arc. That's... If, if you guys haven't read it, that's the Marvel Now, the the first run, or the first uh, story arc is Deadpool fighting the Dead Presence that got brought back by the stupid S.H.I.E.L.D. agent guy. Has there ever been an alternate universe story with the Avengers all Deadpool? I don't know. What I think they should do, and I'm sure this isn't what they're going to do, but they should do a morph mechanic with Deadpool. And there should be five different... Let's say there's five personalities, chases. five different Deadpool's. You have Pirate Deadpool, who has like, like blades and yeah. flurry. like you could have the different. You could have like Zombie Deadpool and Pirate Deadpool, and and they can morph into each yeah, other. Yeah, as I've said before, like I love the morph mechanic. That would actually be awesome. Yeah, I love morph as well. And Deadpool has so many personalities. Like that would be a fun one to fun. Yeah, way to just do like it. all of a sudden he smacks you and goes from pirate to construction worker, and then he's got a lead pipe. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be that would actually be awesome. It, it's it's going to be a weird set, and I'm really looking forward to spoiler season for it because I get the feeling every week we're going to be yelling "oh shit" at each other in text on freaking Facebook. You got to see the new spoiler. I just yeah, it's going to be fun because this is a set, and this is this is a smart one for them to do too because they can throw whatever the hell they want to throw Marvel wise yeah. in this set, and it'll be fine. Thunderbolts are going to sell it to begin with. Like people who are just Thunderbolts fans and not even big Deadpool fans are going to buy it. Um, people who are Deadpool fans love it. People who love both are going to buy freaking two cases of it, Harry. And then, like, freaking... It's it's a great idea. They dump all the extra figures that they needed to finish and all the cycles, like, teams, that they didn't get done. Um, and I think, like, what from what you pointed out here with the Team X stuff, I kind of want to go through and see what team abilities they added with Wolverine and the X-Men that are weird now and see if that hints at some of the stuff in Invincible Iron Man. I will be very bummed if there's not Team X pieces in that set, because that's the perfect... You need a new Sabretooth, and you need a new Omega Red. Yeah, that's a perfect fill-in. That explains a lot of why neither of them were seen, because... If if he's not in a trench coat, you're throwing this entire set out the window. (laughs) And it's like Drew Drew flipped out over that Omega Red. He's like, I want an Omega Red so bad, Wolverine and the X-Men, and then he was on all of our lists, and then they didn't print one. They did not. Let's move into community. Uh... We got our best build teams picked. First of all, we had lots and lots of um, of submissions. Dear God, thirty and all, I think. Jeez. Um, it was so a hard choice. If your team doesn't get brought up, it absolutely does not mean it wasn't a good submission. It just means we had we had, to choose from. We have a lot to choose from. Um, and today we went through all of them, and we each chose. Uh, our specific team, and we tried to choose different ones, not same versions of the of the like each playing a Thor family team or anything. Um, I would say, as far as the teams that we got submitted, there were a lot of uh, super ton of Asgardian. Ones. There are there are a lot of Asgardian ones. A lot of Superman. There were a lot of su- there were two versions of Superman that I got. There was the Superman, the Jor El, and the um, Kara Supergirl, mm-hmm. or um, I got versions of Superboy, Lex, and Superman, which is really cool because, you know, they all share blood, yeah. which oh, was true. one of the stipulations. So I got a, a three, I think three different people sent me that kind of team. Um, 
We got an Inhumans team, which Austin ended up picking. Yeah, I couldn't resist. I saw that, and I was like, Inhumans is all about family. Austin chose People Surfers, uh, who also... I think he's in our dial design contest as well. I'm pretty sure. I think actually, did he win one? I think he got close to winning. Yeah, one he of almost won. He's the he's. I actually picked one of his builds the first time we did this. Podcast. Actually, did he win? I think he was the guy who made the uh, Superman Bruce Wayne team, wasn't he? I'll have to look. He might have. Uh, so Austin's playing his team. It's Black Bolt. It is the. It's not the main Black Bolt. It's the Scroll Black Bolt. By the I way, know, which is uh, gonna be fun. Crystal Medusa and seventy-five point Ronin with the Gamma Bomb. I oh, what a surprise! Austin picked the Gamma Bomb I, team. I looked at that team. I was like, uh, man, I love Black Bolt, but I haven't played that Black Bolt. Get out and then of I was going up there. I was like, I love Crystal. That'll be a fun piece to play. And then I saw that Gamma Bomb. I was like, I'm done. <sighs> Drew, I love. Gamma bomb. No one loves you. Congratulations. <laughs> Drew's, uh, Drew's a little salty. Drew's going to be Not playing. Really. We got a couple Hulk teams, and Drew picked one of them. It is Kyra, uh, 015 Scar, and 201 uh, Incredible Hulk uh, from the Incredible Hulk Gravity Feed. And that Hulk has the utility belt and the cow. And that was actually submitted by our friend Harry. Who uh, also competes in our contests and stuff too? That's I was actually eyeballing that, that team. I was eyeballing that team too. So, so. Drew Drew grabbed that one. So I ended up getting uh, King's Disciples team. Uh, it is Tabap Thor, who I've been wanting to try. Fear itself, Loki with thirty point at thirty point dial and the utility belt actually on the thirty point Loki to give him willpower and let him do his move and attack with no negative. Yeah, uh, be a, a kind of a little pest. Uh, the starter set Sif, which I when we did our review, I liked her a lot. And Tear, of course, from Fear Itself. I mean, Tear. everybody knows how gay we are for Tear here on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So I was pretty happy with that team, and I'm going to bust that out. Uh, thank you guys to all our submissions. Like I said, we got tons. We got uh, a couple that were like Deathstroke teams. Uh, one really cool one was uh, I didn't even think about was Colossus Magic and Mikael Rescue. Yeah, that was the other one I really thought about. I, I really thought about playing but that I one, too. I don't have a Mikael Rescue. I know. I, I don't think any of us have a Rescue yet, but I could borrow one from somebody if we needed it. Yeah. Uh, Swagnito had a cool team of Quicksilver, Crystal, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Hollywood. That would have been cool, too. And I... <laughs> We were asking questions about that earlier because I was like, Hollywood. Yeah, really? I the boys learned that uh, that Hollywood is uh, Wonder Man. They didn't know that, so thank you, Swagnito, for educating Austin and Drew. We all get good education. So those will be the teams we'll be running. We will be playing them next Saturday at the dugout. So when we come in to do our uh, recording for next week's podcast, we will be able to tell you how we did and who was the winner. Uh, as far as the dial design contest, we oh. just finished week two. Oh my gosh, there's so many good submissions. This is going to be a very difficult contest. Uh, we already went over kind of the teams that have been submitted. We're going to go through um, on our free time behind the scenes, and we're going to grade all the dials. And then after week three, we will post all those scores up for you guys. And then on week four, you're going to be submitting your team base, and then we will score those as well and then get all the totals added in uh i got my future foundation team base done if anybody wants to see i got the whole thing on there now um of course austin and i are not eligible for we're prizes. not eligible to win we're just doing it for fun but I, did I did winter guard austin did winter guard i don't think you're just completely done yet is it you still... no i've got two characters on i've been kind of taking them slowly Slacker. austin's halfway through his um i got mine done i had to 
as a way of bypassing the seven maximum characters rule, I had two duos, but both of them are super cheap, like 50, 40 points. Yeah. Because the Future Foundation is a lot of little kids are that you are... you calling a Mary and Pippin here? Yeah. One of them was like 40. I did make one of them a meta piece. The Leech and Artie duo is really good. I noticed that. It's, um... And if they did a piece like... I was pretty happy with how they turned out. I kind of just freestyled them as I was going through, like, thinking about the kids. And I love Future Foundation and Fantastic Four, of course. And, uh... I I was... After I got done, I was like, this, this is pretty cool. Like, I would love to have these figures. I, I hope you guys enjoy them. Especially if you're big fans of, of Fantastic a, Four. I've had a blast with... Uh, I did the Crimson Dynamo, but I did, uh... Like, the older, beefier Crimson Dynamo, and not, like, the modern, like... Iron Man like one so like I gave him like rocket boots and he basically just destroys terrain he shoots through walls and blows it all up and then uh, I had Swagnito help me out because I hit a wall working on Vostok because Vostok um, I know Winterguard's not too popular but Vostok's like a uh, almost like a technopath like he can mind control technology and morph it however he needs it Um, so like we did a thing where he can mind control objects and then the objects can pick a power until until the mind control resolves so, like, you can do all kinds of fun little tricks with that. It, I love dial design. Like, if you guys if you guys have never done a dial design, dive in. Give it a shot. I mean, like, it, it's so much fun. Um, I would recommend it to anybody. It's addictive. We, yeah, on my team base, I, I went ahead and did the whole team base. I didn't really know how to do it because they're not super pop. The, the kids are not powerful, yeah. except for Franklin and Val. And But the thing about them is they just have so much potential. So one good way I, I ended up doing really my team base itself, as far as values and powers, pretty weak. But I tried to put in there ways of giving them potential, like um, rolling, and if you hit a certain roll, you can use these many values, pick a power for this. Um, it's more about their creativity and their intelligence. Yeah. They got they get a lot of perplex and outwit. They you get a lot some, of control uh, manipulation. Yes, yeah, yeah. a lot of manipulation. Um, like Val, she's a, a builder. If you read the books, she's she's kind of an inventor, and she has like powers that represent that. And so my team, the Future Foundation teammates, it's cheap. It's kind of like New Mutants, and it's meant to be played in, as almost like a, a big support group for your team and i would love to build it all this team-based discussion reminds me of a piece of news actually that we didn't talk about um if it kind of has been discussed in the background it hasn't really been brought up much the team bases for avx are not going to be traditional team base style with their oh asset yeah dials. i forgot about that. instead of having the pieces and the asset dial with faces each slot has a number and the asset dial has numbers on it so you will be able to swap the people on the bases. So the base holds five characters. The starter, the starter set comes with six, which everyone thought was weird to begin with. So we're wondering if the AVX LEs that, you, that everyone pretty much gets from both sides are actually going to be team-based characters. So switch mm-hmm. clicks that you could put. So like Black Panther and Cable might actually be placeable on those bases. So it's kind of like it brings the team building back to team bases. Which was a big complaint, I know, particularly between us, was that yeah. team bases were a one-man army. At least now you have to actually pick and choose who you want for what asset tricks and stuff. So, I mean, it, it's it's better. I wouldn't say it's fixed, but I like the idea and I like the way they're going with it, especially for larger teams like Avengers where you have, like, 
freaking 64 members. Yeah, it'd be cool to get future, even in different sets in the future, yeah. making them switch clicks and being able to be... And I, I love that idea. I mean, like, if, once again, if anyone with kids listening, kudos on that one. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Uh, Email-wise, we got a couple emails. Uh, one's from Ron Mesbarger, which we bought some dice from him at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, he's the one who came... We I think we were in line for Battle Royals... He came by, and his were very high quality, but they're price-wise, they're a little more expensive. But they were extremely well done. I got those Fantastic Four dice from him pretty cheap. Though. I think that's who I got my Thunderbolts dice off. Yep, you got your Thunderbolts. Um, Ricky got, got or Ricky really wanted those Heroes for Hire dice. They were very, very nice. Um, yeah, but they they were like they were a bit pricey for. Uh, but. He also has been submitting teams on our best builds and our um, dial design contests under King's Disciple. Yeah, actually, I think didn't I pick yeah, his team? Yeah, you picked yeah his. I, I picked his team for our best build uh, this week. Um, he makes quality wise very good. Uh, yeah, it's not like very good paint. high quality uh, dice. And they for uh, breast cancer month this month they are donating a large chunk of their profits. Uh, to breast cancer research. Yeah, there's my Thunderbolts dice in that. And he has a link to the uh, to the research and everything and and uh, to his dice. So if you guys are interested in buying some of these dice, uh, like I said, this month he said that they are donating. I forget how many percent of the profits this month to uh, breast cancer research. Uh, you can email him at probcontrol at gmail dot com. And tell him that we sent you, and he said if people mention that they heard it on the podcast, they could get free shipping as well, for, just for this month for the breast cancer thing. I might have to hit him up actually and get one of those, get those Illuminati dice. So if you guys <laughs> want to check out his stuff, shoot him an email. His name's Ron Messbarger, uh, propcontrol at gmail.com, and, uh, and uh, support them. Very good, high-quality dice. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, um, it's not like crappy paint that peels off after a few uses, like... It's carved in. The paint's really high quality stuff. There's no chips or anything on mine yet, and I've used the living. And you're level. also supporting a good cause as well. Yeah. Uh, Harry had a question. He emailed us a Pierce theory. Uh, do we think the Dark World 408's uh, power was meant to be broken, or just a simple mistake on WizKids? Are you talking about the horde tokens? So he's talking about the horde token in the Dark World starter set. Let's let me bring it up here so I can mention exact so people can see exactly the me, one that I'm me talking and Harry about. had a good laugh at this one when it first got spoiled. Um, it's I it's, think it's the Dark Elf uh, Scout. Okay, it's uh, Thor the Dark World zero zero eight uh, Dark Elf, and when it is maxed. At six, which would cost you sixty points, when stacked, Dark Elf can use Empower. When max, close combat attacks deal penetrating damage. Now I want you to stop and think about what's wrong here. Now his question is, <laughs> do we? Yeah. Now the way this is worded, it would be any close combat attack during the entire game. Yours, opponents. Yours, theirs. Not Dark Elf. A third attacks. party runs over and punches one of your clicks off the table. It's so. He's asking, do we think that they did that on purpose, or do we think that that's simply an, uh, a kind of an error, and it should specify when Dark Elf Dark Elf's close combat attacks? Did? I think it's definitely an error. Like that's too. I thought it was an error at first. However, sixty. Points. I think the fact that they have in power 
and that they're supposed to be helping other helping the rest of your team do close combat attacks. I'm wondering if they aren't just retarded and they didn't really just do this like that. <laughs> but Seriously. It, it seems weird that it would be all close combat attacks, like enemy two. Like, if you're going to be in power and have a character that's buffing allies, why would you help the enemies? Well, I think it probably is a mistake because yes. of because of the fact that it's only when they're stacked. I think they kind of assume that because it says when maximum stacked close that combat attacks, that you them. would assume it's referring to the Dark Elf, but they definitely need a little uh, um, errata in there that I says mean, when M Dark Elf close combat attacks deal penetrating. Yeah, game. I mean, like, right now, I would take 60 points for these, slap them on a team with Imperial Guard, and go to town with that flurry freaking make sure it's penetrating. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely needs errata immediately. It's like the Jets having no range and having running shot. <laughs> so... Interesting note. If you're going to run these guys, I would contact your judge ahead of time and ask him how he's going to rule it. That way you can't be upset whenever he rules it the rational way. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, though, rules-wise, it, it would it's do... It, no, rules-wise, it would... All attacks would yeah, do penetrating I mean. damage. So if you do plan on running these guys, I would ask your judge ahead of time just to prevent any problems I, th- that's what i would like people to do if they were going to play it at my venue i'd like them to ask me ahead of time on stuff like that um i forgot to mention that uh king's disciple also emailed us a question uh he was asking with all the comics that we read he was hoping to get some feedback from how we liked the new shield tv show now i've been watching this i got all the episodes the other day and i watched through all of them have you guys watched it yet no i'm waiting until you know i i mentioned this i don't think i mentioned it on the podcast but I don't like to watch TV shows until there's like almost at least a whole season, and then I like to watch them all in a row. You, I don't like to piecemeal. Usually, that's how I am too. Um, but like with all the hype around, I want to check it out. I mean, I'm sub to the subreddit for it and all that stuff. Um, it's good. Don't go into it expecting it to be like more superhero-y. Expect it more like I don't want to say X Files ish, but it's like um, it's kind of like oh, we have this team of people and we're looking into weird stuff. Like that, leave it at that, and like leave your expectations at the door, as we've said before. Um, I enjoy it. I'm gonna keep watching it every week. Um, I I have fun with it. Um, I've recommended it to people like I like my mom watches it. Like she's not too big into the superhero movies, but she enjoys them. She's loving the show so far. Um, I feel like it wasn't aimed at comic book nerds specifically, but there's been some stuff in the recent episodes that kind of like hint towards like possible future movie content and stuff. So I mean, like it. It's something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what, where uh, Joss goes with it. I have heard a couple people say they like it, and a couple people say they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched it myself yet, but I plan to pretty soon. I'm definitely optimistic about it, and I, I hope it turns out well. Coulson's and, awesome in it, of course. Yeah, I, I hope it opens the door for some more shows to be done. I'm I'm super psyched about the Flash show that's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be on, neat. On I need WB. to watch Arrow. Uh, I do too, but I'm going to wait until the current season's over and then I'm going to go through and watch it all. Uh, that's it for community. We're going to move into comics. First, since we were uh, talking about Deadpool today, I wanted to talk about Deadpool's Marvel Now run. Um, have you guys read any? I haven't started it yet. Okay. Like I said earlier, the current run is one of Deadpool's best comics right now. Uh, it's a new creative team. I think it's Doug Dugan and posts and on art the art's excellent writing is excellent the first arc is the dead president's arc it's absolutely hilarious 
Um, ben Franklin is a go is a ghost that helps them instead of he's not one of the presidents that they're trying to kill. And he is my god, he's hilarious. The book's very well written. The humor is perfect. Um, and then after the first arc. Uh, in, in the first arc, there's this S.H.I.E.L.D. agent named Agent Preston. She's this, this black woman who's kind of funny, but she's she's more serious. She's kind of like the stable one out of the group. And she gets trapped in Deadpool's body with... I won't spoil it, because I'd like for you guys to read it, because it's hilarious. Okay. And I have all the issues if you guys want to borrow them. Uh, she gets trapped in Deadpool's body, so the second arc is all about trying to get her out. Oh, and uh, Deadpool is fighting against... Um, so Deadpool becomes a sassy black woman. Deadpool, yeah, he, and instead of Deadpool's own voices in his head, it's always Agent Shields, and he has conversations with her. But of course, everybody thinks he's talking to himself. And um, then he'll like channel, like he'll go up to talk to her family, and, like channel her through and freak the kids out. Anyways, it but it, there's also a, a storyline going on with Mephisto, who is um, trying to gain. Um, Control of hell. Control of hell through oh, making does, deals does, with the devil. It's does really this cool. branch off of Circle of Four? No. Okay. No, this is way after Circle of Four. Well, because I know that, uh, of course, like back then, like that was most of the thing. Yeah. Circle was... of uh, Four was like two and a half years ago, and this was about a year ago. Yeah. See, the reason I bring it up though is because like... actually, no, it's not Mephisto. It's a lower level guy. Oh, okay. no. Sorry, my because bad. I was going to say I know Ghost Rider's joining the Thunderbolt soon. Like, there's been a lot of stuff about that lately. But it's about that, and it's also absolutely hilarious and has an awesome conclusion. And uh, it's just a very well-done book. Um, it's way better than Daniel Way's run that that was over the last four or five years. And I'm very optimistic about it. Um, I was reading them all in issue... Actually, I have been picking them all up in issue form the last few I've been downloading, but... I definitely recommend it, even to new Deadpool readers. Like, Deadpool, you don't have to know much about him. You can jump right into the books, and you don't have to know his backstory or yeah. anything like that to enjoy the books. And as I said earlier, like, uh, even though, like, we're kind of losing love with the recent Thunderbolts run, it's gone to shit, um, I've really liked Deadpool in it. Like, I don't think it's gone to shit. I think it started out shit. It's been shit the whole time. And the thing is, the premise is... Yeah, I'm just being honest. The premise is alright. Like, they could have done so well with that premise. The team, the team is top tier. Like I mean, without, the team is perfect. Like, without spoil, super spoiling anything, like, the idea is, Ross goes, I'll do one mission, or if you guys do one mission for me, I'll do a mission for each of you, and the rest of the team will help. So, like, it's kind of a, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Great premise. That, I'm not sure how you take the lineup that they have... And, and the premise... And throw and, it off a cliff. And totally F it up. <laughs> Who is it? The art... I don't even know. The art is probably one of the worst art the runs I've have, ever seen on any book. They have, like, life. reverse face shading. It's so weird. And you know what's funny? When we were at Gen Con, in one of my Lord of the Rings tournaments, I was talking to uh, my opponent, and after... He had Thunderbolts dice, and we were talking about Thunderbolts and everything, and... Uh, He's like, are you reading the current Thunderbolts? And, uh, or sorry, I said, are you, are you, how are you liking the current Thunderbolts? And he was like, uh, it's, yeah, it's shit. And I I was like, how about that art? He's like, God, it's the worst art of any book. And I was like, okay, I just wanted to let you talk before. What's funny about it is it has some of the best cover art. Like, I've loved the cover art for all these issues, but once you get into the books, it's terrible. That art is pretty bad. <laughs> it's it's very simple. I mean, it's 
there's not a lot of shading. There's not a lot of color. There, it's cartoony without being cartoony. Yeah, and to me, it's, it's very rubbery looking. I don't yeah. like it. It's the faces that really like pull me out of it. They're like the faces are just so bad. But anyways, oh my gosh, it, that guy getting shot looks so terrible. It actually does. I think it's getting the storyline's getting slightly better, and I think that's more because it's, or at least I'm enjoying it more. Excuse me. It, I'm enjoying it more because it's shifting into a Punisher-style storyline right now. Okay. With the crime family. Are you reading it right now? No, I haven't okay. I haven't got caught up. The last few issues have been, have been cool. It kind of is Punisher's side of... Basically, they have this agreement where they each do one mission. Yeah. Well, it's Punisher's mission right now, and I really like it because I love Punisher. And As I, I said, love I love style. that premise, that idea. And with that team, like those are some of my favorite characters. And I love like the little the writing's fine. It would be to a point. It's okay. It would be cool if they threw a, a whole new creative team on it. It kept the kept the current roster and just let somebody really talented go to town with this roster. I mean, like there, yeah, the things you could do with this team are just ridiculous. Uh, any but current? I, I've loved Deadpool in it though. Like he's one. He's the one character I have enjoyed almost consistently. Because, like, as I said before, he's a foil to how super serious everyone else is at all times. And his huge crush on Elektra is, is just so damn funny. Too. Every time he hits on her, like, I lose it. Because, like, I get, like, that Spider-Man feeling about yeah. it, kind of, with the stuff he says. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, I love Deadpool, too, man. Drew, we gotta get you into some Deadpool books, man. Alright. Um, any, you guys been reading anything otherwise? I've been... Anything new? Trying to get my collection up to date so I can just sit down one night and just go through everything. Um. No. <laughs> I've been reading a lot. I finished 100 Bullets. No, um, how was the ending? The ending, uh, it's not bad. Not as good as the ride? It's just I had so much, yeah, it's not as good as the ride, exactly. Uh, the, the mid part of it is like the sweet spot. When you're first learning all the new characters that are getting thrown at you real fast and Man, it's a great series. I still highly, highly recommend it to anybody, especially if you're a friend of, uh, fan of like street level books. It is pretty good. Um, it ends pretty well. It's just it was a little confusing. I want to kind of go on to if I have some time because I just finished it last week. I haven't had time, but I like to go on to some forums or something like some comic forums and, and talk, talk with some people about what they're you know how they see things and and kind of maybe getting some more information onto you know what I'm missing, but. I, it's very well done book, and I highly recommend. That's it. one thing I've actually really enjoyed doing lately with comics as I read them is not just with you guys, but going onto like the subreddits for specific comics or brands, and just talking like speculating and stuff. Like it's fun to see some of the crazy ideas other people come up with, as obscure and stupid as they could be. But uh, it, it's always fun to sit and chat. Like if you guys ever have any like comics you'd recommend or anything, like shoot us an email. Like we love hearing suggestions or how you feel about certain arcs. I just started Chew. Have you guys ever read Chew? Everyone keeps suggesting it to me. I've okay. Um, back when I first moved up here, Chew had just won the Eisner for like Best New Series Yeah, or I've been reading, a, reading about it a lot. So I picked... I remember back when I... This is back when I was still going to Comic Carnival. I picked up one of the oh issues. Oh, God, I miss Carnival. It was like right at... And that place was such shit was compared shit. to Rob's. <laughs> but, but it was like the only place at the time that I can remember. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. I picked up like a random issue right in the middle of an arc or something, but I remember thinking, this is a really cool book, and one of these days I'd like to go back and get all the trades. So I, I had the trades on my want list, but I decided to download it and try it out. I'm about halfway, there's, I think they're currently on like issue 35 or something. It's in its third year, about to finish its third year. I'm about halfway through, and I love it. It gets better as it goes. Um, 
for those of you who don't know the premise, uh, Tony Chu is starts off as a detective um, in like the NYPD. Sold. He has a he has a really cool, smart, and funny partner. It's it's a comedy book for one. Uh, number one, it's a comedy book. Number two, it's kind of a pretty buddy, interesting is it a buddy cop story. Sort of. It's a pretty interesting premise. Um, it's a, actually it's an extremely interesting premise, but the storyline is pretty interesting too. And the art is fantastic. The art is um, very colorful, but it's monochromatic. But it'll switch um, almost from page to page, and it kind of sets the mood in a way that kind of tricks your mind. You don't even realize it. It, it, the art is extremely well done. That makes basically. me happy because East of West kind of does that. Where it yes. shifts, it shifts. It actually does feel a little bit like East of West. Um, art I, I love how East of West does that. Where like the tone, but it's still kind of cartoony. Yeah. But it fits the theme of this book because the book is very doesn't take itself seriously. You know what I mean? So Tony is uh, the whole book series is very food based. Like all their superpower or uh, kind of superpowers, not really superpowers, but all the powers are based around food. Tony's is when he eats something. He sees the life and facts of the thing that he ate. So if he eats a hamburger, he'll see in his mind, he'll like relive the cow being born and then being put through the meat grinder and all the like trauma that it went through. So he's a vegetarian, of course. And there's kind of this like hidden running joke that he only eats beets because beets have like no soul or anything. And uh, But in order to solve crimes... He'll have to eat things to find out things like um, if they find a severed finger, like he'll have to bite and swallow the <laughs> finger and like find out the story. And anyways, his um, his partner, God, I don't want to ruin that either because that's a funny spoiler. Basically, his partner he, he gets promoted into the FDA. Oh, I'm forgetting. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I know I'm rambling because this is a really funny book. Now I um, gotta read it. the The premise of the book too is not only does Tony have this cool power, but in this modern day world. All chicken is outlawed huh. in the United States, and that is because a, a, sw- a um, Asian bird flu hit a few years back that was so bad that like fifteen percent of the world population died from it. Oh, and especially in the United States, so the U.S. government bans chicken completely, and now chicken is basically what drugs are. Like chicken is heroin, <laughs> and you have chicken dealers instead of like <laughs> drug dealers. And the FDA is now basically what the CIA is now these days for us. The it's FDA like a, is like the big organization, like the go out and kill people and stop like it's chicken It's like the dealers. tobacco it's like, firearms. Yeah, or, it's yeah. awesome. Alcohol, tobacco, and, and uh, he gets promoted. Like the guy, find, this guy finds out that he has that power, so he promotes him into the FDA, and he becomes like a secret agent, like a special <laughs> agent. And um, oh my god, it's so hilarious! But. You find out more as far as the storyline about what's going on, and you kind it kind of is. You think maybe there's a conspiracy theory that it really wasn't bird flu that caused the thing, and the government's like hiding, like cover. There's a big government cover up. It's really cool. Their characters are hilarious. His his buddy cop is hilarious. That's it's good. such a great book. I, I feel like I want a comic right now. That's I read so many like super serious comics right now. Like I feel like. Deadpool and Chew are two things I, would I can to pick see up. people not liking it though. Is the weird thing? I it's going to be one of those books that you hate it or love it. I think, and just because it's very hyper stylized, it's you're either going to love it or hate it. But give it a try for sure. I I'm really liking it a lot. It it cracks me up, and it'll be fun to talk about with you guys if you do end up liking it. That's the that's going to be the next thing I read right now, and then I'm going to get into the Manhattan Projects, which is one of Hickman's other. I want to read DMZ. You should read DMZ. I used to read um, Gods and Monsters DMZ. That was a good uh, good little run. 
Yeah, see, DMZ is one of those things that, like, I, I read, I got linked to it on Wikipedia one day by, like, jumping around through topics. Um, I think I was reading about Unknown Soldier at the time, which Unknown Soldier, oh my god, if you haven't read Unknown Soldier, the current, or the most modern run, read that trade paperback, or all those trade paperbacks, they're amazing books. There's only four of them, and they're really cheap. Yeah, they're really good. Um, uh, but, uh... I ran into DMZ, and, like, the premise seems cool, and I really want to check it out, and it's it's on my list. It's pretty cool. Um, Fiona does the art for that, the girl on um, Saga. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was her. Yeah, actually. she's very good. Well, then now I definitely want her. Gosh, dang it, there's too much crap to read and not enough time. I don't keep up with DMZ just because it's its own little world, and it's very complex, and I have enough stuff to read right yeah. now. But it is it is a, a pretty good book. Have you read Why the Last Man? Not yet. Hunter recommended you should read. I have all the trades in there. Yeah, no, I need you to. Read Actually, ah, there's a couple that I haven't read. The last ones. Anyways, let's move into video games. Pokemon so, came so out. So before my battery died a minute ago, I've been sitting here playing Pokemon the whole podcast. If you didn't catch the little sound bite that kicked on earlier by accident, I'm uh, gonna go play it. Let's hurry up. We're big Pokemon fans. Drew hasn't been quite as into it as Austin as I and Austin and I have been our entire life. It's like my secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In its prime, I was very into it. People people don't really understand to a point how like in depth the games actually really get and like, addictive. Yeah, like really get. the the meta side of it actually is really cool. Like, there's a lot of team building. There's a lot of cool stuff with that. Should get our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'd love to do a Pokemon podcast. Uh, Talk about that the other day. <laughs> um, yeah, Austin and I grew up playing Pokemon cards against each other like all the time, and, me and, and Aaron, having Pokemon battles. Me and Aaron had red and blue. We got every like Christmas that one of them came out. We get I'd get one version, Aaron would get the other, and we just play them nonstop. Well, we've been playing Austin and playing Pokemon off and on for since the dawn of time. I don't know if you remember or not, but around Christmas time, before Pokemon came to the States, there was this commercial of all Pokemon on a bus. I, I thought you were going to mention that commercial. That commercial was awful. And I was just like, what the hell is this? I gotta have it. I was like, Mom, Pokemon. She's like, what the hell is Pokemon? I'm like, Pokemon. Um, but for those of you, if you haven't played a Pokemon game before, um, I mean, obviously the things catered at like a certain age gap to a point. Um, it's very cutesy on the front. Um, but the mechanics, the background stuff, it gets really deep. Um, the stories are all right. Like the stories are never really anything amazing, but the uh, the the characters are interesting. It's fun, and it's definitely like X and Y is the best place to start off. If you own a 3DS, from what I've played of X and Y so far, um, start out now. Like just grab a copy. It's forty bucks usually. I'm only an hour into it, but it already is blowing my mind how and much of a jump in in quality it is from the last Pokemon. And see, like the way Pokemon works is like every generation they add like another hundred Pokemon. So the first one was 150, then it's 250, then 350, then 450. Well, with this new version, it used to be you'd have to import from the old games and stuff like that. So like if I had red and blue, I'd have to get a certain Pokemon from red to get it on blue, and I'd have to if I was playing gold and silver, I'd get them from red and blue. Um, starting with X and Y, you can get almost every single Pokemon from the first five generations in the between these two games. So I mean, like we have a lot of if if you're new to the series, if you haven't picked one up, if you're looking for something good that you can throw in a handheld and bring around and play, and you have a 3DS, I I would recommend it in a heartbeat, especially like. HeroClix fans, I think, could get a kick out of it with the team-building aspects and all the elements and all that stuff. One thing that I've always... I, I think a reason that it's so easy to get keep <laughs> to play Pokemon off and on throughout your life is also because it's it's so easy to play 
while you're doing other things. Yeah. I can be... It's like Netflix. You just do it yeah, while you're doing other crap. Like, I'll be doing laundry, and I can sit, run back and forth, pull up a battle. I can grind. Yeah, it's turn-based. You like, can grind, and you can set it down and leave it running without anything getting effed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very easy and pick up and play. Yeah, the battle system is kind of like the Final Fantasy games and stuff like that where it's turn-based, you make a move, they make a move. So, I mean, like, if you let it sit for freaking 45 minutes and go do something else and come back, it's still right where you left. You don't have to be 100% focused on what you're doing. Yeah. Basically, you can be doing other things and still, you know, get progress done on your game. And, and it's... The community is hit or miss. Like, the, of course, it's got like the weird, creepy fanatics for it. But like, there's a lot of really smart people, a lot of really intelligent like team builders and stuff. There's a lot of math involved in it when you get into in, yeah like, a ton yeah. of math. And then when you get into like breeding to try to get specific like traits and stuff like that on your Pokemon, it, it's just absurd. Anyways, I've dumped thousands of thousands of thousands of hours into these games. We'll be playing. Oh yeah, we'll be playing that a lot and might talk about it time to time. Uh, I started playing Chivalry for the first time. And <laughs> Aaron I told it. me and I laughed so hard. Man, I can't believe I waited this long to play this game because I, I, I open it up and I don't know what I'm doing and it's like, okay, do you want to be an archer, a knight, a this or that? And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I click on one and there's like five different weapons to choose from and three different side weapons. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I pick my big axe and I'm like, all right. And then I go into the game and, the and it's like, it's like the corpse. Card. It's like pillage the town and burn twelve peasants, and I and all my guys are like rushing in and like banging on their shields and they're like yeah, burn the fucking city down. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. What is going on right now? And like we're just like rushing in and freaking killing knights and setting peasants on fire and then and then it's like push the crate of explosives up to the enemy gates and you're like pushing your gates and you're meanwhile you're just yeah. fight it's just like a real life it's a battle first, field, it's a man. first person medieval combat game it is it's kind of like skyrim in regards to like how it looks like you're sitting there you see your arms it looks beautiful yeah and the combat's very realistic like you parry oh extremely you parry you have stamina it is very... Um, it's very skill-intensive. Yeah, skill-intensive. That's perfectly what it, it is. Like, I get my ass kicked. But I know the thing that I love about it, and I love games like this, I love games where you see yourself getting better the more you play. Yeah, Dark Chivalry. The reason Dark Souls is one of my absolute best games ever made is for that purpose. You see, you feel yourself getting better as you play it. And I could tell right off, off the bat that Chivalry was going to be like that. Yeah, um, we picked it up. We were at a LAN party. had like 10 of us there. We threw up a chivalry server. You haven't played the arena map still, have you? The arena map is, is like... It outside in grass? No, it's a small map, and it's got, like, crowds cheering in the stands. Oh, uh-huh. And there's, like, a few pillars, but there's, like, traps and walls of spikes everywhere. And, you know, you have a kick button, right? So, like, you'll take someone, you'll be fighting a knight, and he'll have his shield up defending, and you'll kick his shield, and he'll go right back into the spikes, or you'll kick him into a pit. Oh, it's so much fun. And with, like, ten of us at a LAN party yelling and screaming as we're cutting each other's It is off. such a blast. I highly recommend it. It's only, like, ten bucks. Go to, just go to YouTube, type in Chivalry Medieval. Watch Warfare. one video and you'll be hooked. Watch a video and see how awesome it is. And when you play it, it is amazing. So have you uh, uh, been playing the Battlefield 4 beta? Yes, I did play that as well. Um, I've only played five or six rounds. I'm extremely optimistic. I was already optimistic before playing it. Now I'm even more optimistic um, everything's pretty maintained in there. Like every, it feels very Battlefield Three. Yeah, it, from but what, slight improvements. What little I played, the way I see it is like three plus. I loved three. Three was 
almost perfect to me. Like, yeah, I, I loved it. I didn't regret. Like, I felt like I got more than my money's out of that game and the DLC. Some of the best DLC setups I've seen in games. So when they announced four and they're like, it's free, but with this, this, and this added, I'm like, hell yeah, sign me up because more three is good. The um, the destruction is really cool. Uh, the map that I, I've played the most of is the one that you see in the trailer with the hotel that's crumbling. Yeah, the Shanghai um, map. It, if you can conquer that, that point first, it starts off as like a giant like 20-story hotel, and you can take the elevators to the top. And it's cool. You have to run in. You have to hit the button on the elevator. The opponents know, like, they can see your elevators coming, and it's almost like a SWAT showdown. Like, if they're already controlling it and you're trying to get up, like, they're waiting for you to come out of the elevators, and you're waiting for the door to come open, and then and just you all hit the ding, and then yeah. it opens, and no one's there. It's like a freaking action movie. Like, it's like, ding, door opens, and just all hell breaks loose. The naval combat's pretty sweet, You too. go at it. Like, wow. the jet skis and stuff are awesome. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah they brought back naval skis, combat. There's, oh um, my gosh. There's pontoon busts that have there's really a, good guns on them. There's only like one map in Battlefield 2 that has water combat. See, the thing, see the thing they're doing is they call it Levolution. Um, all, the, all the levels are going to have one thing that can catastrophically change the map. In Shanghai, it's that big tower. If they take out the supports at the bottom of the tower, the tower falls over. And the port go- and the point goes down to the ground, and the big shattered remains. In the yeah, tower. that's what I was going to say. The top it, of that hotel it starts off as a big hotel. You can jump out of the windows and go down on other points. And I, I was telling them my very first, like my second life, I uh, I spawned at the top of that point. I ran, jumped out the shot out the window, jumped out. I'm like floating down. I see a tank. I'm like way above everything. I see tanks, two tanks fighting. I pull up my rocket launcher and I shoot the enemy one while I'm falling down, and I'm just like, that was the coolest thing I've but ever. But my favorite thing is like the holdoffs in the lobby down below with the supports and everything. Yeah. Because like you get your teams down there and you have buddies up in the top that are sniping from that point, and enemies are trying to get in there and blow up the supports. Um, there's one, there's two new game modes they're looking at doing um, that are pretty cool sounding. One of them's up on the beta now. And then um, one of the maps I saw that's actually kind of cool is uh, it's like a set of islands, and there's a battleship that's crashed into like a windmill at sea. And the evolution for that level is if you blow up that windmill, the battleship comes loose and it runs into the island. It just skates right over a point, and it becomes like it adds like a bunch of terrain to make that point easier to defend. Yeah, it's very it's a very intelligent idea that they had of doing that. It it's it really completely, but it's good gimmick. Yeah. It completely changes that capture point because then it goes to crumbled and it's very open. You're open to sniping from both uh, A and A, A and E. Um, you, but there's also lots of cover, so you can have a big ground fight. You have the boats that are bringing people in, you know, right directly to the point now instead of having to go. Yeah, to the and top then when the, the tower building. collapses, it obscures part of the harbor too, so it changes yeah. up the naval. It's um, really cool. They did. I, Dice has always been like people always attribute Battlefield as an EA game. It's definitely a dice game, and dice yeah. deserves credit where credit is due. They've always been like really good with yeah, the game. and it's it's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. Easily one of the best looking games on the market, if not the. Um, it's crazy. I'm I, I I've always been a Battlefield. Fan. I'm a hardcore Battlefield fan. Like Battlefield Two was my game, dude. I was a twenty one forty two nerd. Me and Aaron used to play Vietnam. Back See, in the, the day. thing was was. 2142 is where it killed it for me. Oh, I loved it with the mix and the tight. It was just too buggy. Uh, it was. Uh, it got well, better towards later. Oh. Yeah, but that was a lot of work they had to put into it, so I kind of, you know. I've been playing, uh, let's see, Terraria. Um, Terraria got a new patch this week. Um, Terraria is kind of like 
2D Minecraft, I guess is the term for it. Um, it's a more RPG-ish. You go, you collect items, you kill monsters, you go deeper, you fight bosses. It's kind of like old school retro where like you have, it's a platformer. So like you're running around and like me, Aaron, and Travis have been playing the crap out of it because they did a new patch that had some new bosses and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's a fun game. Um, it's cheap on Steam too. It's like ten bucks. Um, you'll easily get your money's worth out of it. I'm trying to think, of what else? Uh, Rome Total War Two. Uh, me and Aaron are at odds on this one because uh, Rome Total War Two has the potential to be like the greatest game ever. Like it is awesome, but it's so buggy. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh my gosh! And then like they're they're they've done a weekly patch every week, and they've addressed major bugs every patch. I give them huge kudos here. They've worked hard at it. They've been trying to make us happy with it. It just sucks that they had to do it like this. Because Shogun, Empire, all those other previous Total War games were really buggy on release too. So you think they'd get their act together. But uh, it was almost unplayable for me on release day. I pre-ordered it. I was very, very unhappy with it. Um, now at least I can play it on high graphic settings and it's gorgeous. Like It's so cool. You're like raiding a city with a bunch of Greek soldiers on their ships... And you can go first-person mode, and the waves are rocking, and you see all your troops, and they have their shields out. Arrows start raining in from city walls, and they hold their shields above their heads. And you have, like, your little generals yelling orders and stuff, and then you just hit the land, and everything shakes, and your troops go running in. It's fun. Like, I... When everything gets toned down and fixed up on that game, it's easily has the chance to be, like, PC game of the year. Like, it is... It's good. It's just... I'm not into those games, but I hear lots of people talk excellent things about them. Like, I know a lot of people enjoy yeah. them. As an RTS fan, like, yeah. real-time strategy games. I don't care much about RTS, but I know you and Aaron play oh, the man. crap me out and, of them. Me and Aaron live on them. Yeah. Um, Cookie Clicker. Gosh, forgot about that game. Okay. So this is the new crack cocaine running through here. No. Get out of here. No. Get out of here. I've been playing that, too. Yeah, good for you. All I've been playing is Dota 2, which gets me really even more excited for the clicks. Oh, Those sculpts look good, man. I want an Abaddon. I, I know they're going to do... Like, who have they announced? Witch Doctor, Bloodseeker... We, we saw um, three of them at Jinko. Witch Doctor, Bloodseeker, um, Tidehunter. Um, Razor. Razor, okay. And I'm trying to remember who the fifth person so, was. So, Razor... These are going to be really hard to do, some of them. Witch Doctor's going to be easy. I'm wondering if they're going to do a special mechanic for their ultimates, though. Uh, I was thinking about that. Razor's Ultimate, they won't be really... I mean, they can... I don't know. Razor's Ultimate's going to be neat if they do anything. It'd be like a special Quake kind of thing. would be kind of cool. Yeah. The, like, the Dota hero abilities, like, really when they break down in the games, they have three special abilities and they have an ultimate. And, like, as you level up, you run back and forth, you're fighting little NPC troops and you're fighting the other players. And as you kill stuff, you gain levels, you buy items and stuff like that from the shop to make your hero better. And you put points in your abilities to upgrade them. And then, like, once you hit a certain level, you can get your ultimate ability. So, I mean, like, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess, like, honestly, I hate to say it, the best thing they could do would be to have... Choose one ability, do it as a special ability on the click, and then do their ultimate as the other special ability. I can already picture Bloodseeker's ultimate. He could do, um... He could do... The Bloodseeker's ultimate basically is... You use it; it does a certain amount of damage on startup. But as they move more and more, they do they take more damage. So yeah, what they, they could run do away from is they could have Bloodseeker do an attack. It does damage, but if this unit moves or, yeah. this turn, they could do extra damage or stuff like that. Like, and if he kills a unit, he gains three clicks or something extremely. It's 
it's funny because like Dota clicks, while I think you could transfer them into clicks well or Dota characters, it's going to be interesting to see how much WizKids invests in them. The thing that has given me the most hope about it is seeing the Yu-Gi-Oh clicks and how they're doing that. Yeah. So I'm pretty on board. So it'll be fun at the very least. And the, it's got a giant 36 by 36 map, so... Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, come on. That's awesome. With that, we will wrap up this episode. This Next episode. week, we will be talking about the Phoenix Force resource, uh, explaining exactly how it works. It's sexy. And um, talking about some good pieces that would probably have some good synergy with it as well. So, look forward to that next week. Uh, until then, go ahead and send us some emails. Uh, if you have any questions you want answered on the air. Or things you want to hear us ramble about. like <laughs> If you have uh, good ideas for uh, main topics you want us to talk about in the future, um, don't forget to enter our Best Build Contest and Dial Design Contest. Uh, best Build, the, the deadline for that is already up for this month. So like I said, we'll be playing those teams next week. And then we'll announce the winner. Uh, Dial Design Contest is still going on right now. Just finished up week two. Uh, week three will be starting as of right now. And then uh, last week will be the team base, and we'll be starting fresh after that. Uh, if you would like to look at those dials or uh, jump in, um, you can jump in and, of course, you know, j- join in. You, uh, you'll be at a, a disadvantage. You won't win, but you can join in the fun and the festivities and the discussions. I mean, heck, me and you are, and we're not even eligible yeah, for prizes. it's fun. Um, you can check out that link. It'll be linked on this podcast main page as well. Uh, go back on Podbean and check out some of our old episodes. Uh, we have a, lot, a good variety now if you look back at our topics. We've covered a lot of different things and a lot of things that people will find uh, useful such as um, talking about Wolverine the X-Men Sealed when we talked about what uh, are good Fear, pieces. Fear Itself Sealed with month six coming up is going to be a big one. We uh, um, talked about the team bases, good ways to use them. We have the the um, generic theme team necessities. That episode has like 1,400 views or something. Yeah, that that episode's blown up. Um, so go back in, on our uh, site and check out some things you may not have seen. But anyways, like always, you want to talk to us, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or email. Dial H for Hero Clicks on each of those. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Later.